Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Comic Geek Roundtable uh, for this very special episode, uh, what we're calling the Star Wars Holiday Special. We're here to celebrate Life Day like all good Wookiees should. <laughs> um, no. Joining me today on the podcast, we have, starting at my left... Managing Editor, Adam Howe. Next... Editor-in-Chief at Livewire, Travis Armand. Next... ComicGeek.tv, Editor-in-Chief, Robert Byler. And then the lady on the screen... It's Ruth Day. I guess I'm a copy editor. She's a copy editor. (laughs) But I haven't copy edited anything in forever. Okay, well, thank you for your contributions to this. Um, So we're here for one thing and one thing only, which has made this so far both the most simple episode and the most complicated episode ever. Uh, Because this is the biggest podcast we've ever had. Um, In terms of people. In terms of people. Uh, Is everything okay? Okay. Okay. this is the biggest episode we've ever had in terms of people, uh, and we are all here to talk about one thing, which is The Force Awakens. So, if you've made it to this point without reading the title, the description, everything that literally has the word spoiler in it, you are going to get spoilered. After this point, it is your fault. Robert, you have something Luke's to contribute? Luke's father is Darth Vader. <laughs> all right. Wait, wait, what did you say? <laughs> So, <laughs> so okay, so uh, <laughs> so we're spoilers. so we're just gonna start real quick. Uh, everybody's Im- impressions of the film. Um, I guess we'll just can, we'll do this in a roundtable discussion. Uh, so Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, just give like a one sentence. How did you feel about the movie? Uh, Eleven out of ten would go see again. Travis, one sentence uh, response. Worth the migraine when seeing it in 3D. Oh. Robert, one sentence response. I really wasn't expecting Bruce Willis to be a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, man! (laughs) No, a very good film. Uh, I'm going to... Sorry, two sentences. My coworkers thought it was the best film ever. I'm not at that level, but it was very good. All right, Ruth? Uh, I'm at best film ever level and i've already seen it twice and want to see it again all right and mine is um it is better than all of the prequels put together and maybe even a new hope that's what i've been saying the first mean the one two and three one two three and one two three and four it is better than all of those movies put together so but not necessarily return of the jedi or empire strikes back i mean empire strikes back is one of the greatest movies ever made agree so my personal favorite is return of the jedi i'm just saying uh, but yeah, so okay, so we got that part out of the way. We're done gushing over how it's the most spectacular movie. Now let's get down into the serious analysis, okay? Uh, yes, Robert. So they called it the Dagobah system. Does that mean that all of the planets in that star system were were named Dagobah? Yeah. Well, here's the story. Think about this. Yavin. Oh, I just realized something crazy. Actually, this is related. Okay, so Yavin Four is the right. fourth planet in the Yavin system, right? So there's got to be a Dagobah number. So it's like a Coruscant two. Maybe, if there's more than one, you know. But here's my other thought. All that Force Ghost Obi-Wan told him was to go to the Dagobah system. That's what I was just thinking about. If there's multiple planets there, he's fucking guessing. Maybe, yeah. And he just happened to land in the right planet. happened to land in the swamp that Yoda lived in. Just happened to get there. Even though it was only just one planet. He either got super lucky or maybe the Force... Like guided him there. The Midichlorians drew him. Okay, so that's actually thank you for thank you for talking about the Force. Uh, that's where I want to start this because of because, awakens. No, because there has already been. I don't know if you guys have been on the internet. <laughs> There's twice. already Never. been backlash about Rey because <laughs> no, I'm serious. People are saying that she becomes a hero because she's the hero. Essentially, like, oh, she's immediately really good at Force powers and like you know. Well, took, I, no, I, I mean, I talked with this. With yeah, you we had so we had this conversation. Um. 
But I've also it. read some articles since then that contradicted that, that I kind of am realizing that it's the net black backlash is a little unnecessary. The I backlash s- is entirely unnecessary no, for no. the reason that you and I discussed. No, no, no. But the backlash is not entirely unnecessary in one specific instance. What's that? How the fuck did she know how to do a Jedi mind trick? Yeah, that's a good point. She just fucking tried it. Well, they said there yeah. was legends. Yeah, I'm they just saying there yeah. was legends yeah. about the Jedi. Yeah, it's true. Um, We're a little vague on what's after 30 years. What is so my, my only my only issue with Ray? Uh, like the only thing I'm glad that she didn't beat Kylo Ren, even if like the Force of the Earth split them apart. Because if she had beaten him, that would have been utter horseshit. Like, because he had been trained for a while. Yeah, and, and she yeah. literally just picked up. But that he's also scene. like a smarmy little bitch. And he also, I have two things. Yeah. Uh, for one, she she could fight. Like, like that was yeah. Evident, she knew how to fight. That it's was evident of, immediately. Yeah, that was part of and the And he was injured, the- which is why he kept like smacking that spot. Is because he was. Hurt. I figured he was a masochist. So, and oh, on top of that, uh, if there's like no more Jedi anymore, who was he fighting anyway? So he might actually not. have... Yeah, he might really like, suck great, it. He might not have lightsabers. great uh, lightsaber skills. <laughs> yeah. Like who who has he really been fighting? Because outside of like maybe Luke training a little bit, like that that would have been it. Those stormtroopers so, with the cool yeah. anti lightsaber. I, I thought too much about yeah. this already. Yeah, like um, I, I had to, no. I had to prepare, and I was like, well, what can I argue about? And then I just, you know. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you yeah. this: like um, when Kylo when when he took off his mask. Uh, I thought it was a little underwhelming because he kind of reminded Adam me of the Drive- dude from it's Adam from Boy. <laughs> oh, you know which one yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm just surprised he was, didn't have the same accent. That's what threw me off is that because I'm so used to seeing that actor, uh, Adam Driver, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Girls. Like, yes. I'm used to seeing him like, talk with like a Brooklynish accent. Yes. So I was just like, what? <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I knew what I, 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 knew what I was Ren expecting would've... because hey, I knew Hey, I'm on the dark like, side of the force. Oddly attracted to him because I'm used to seeing him shirtless in Girls. It's just like, all right, I'm on board with this. Bruce screaming at the theater, why aren't you shirtless? Why are you wearing clothes? So, um, but no, so yeah, a lot of people were upset because she used the force really quickly. Yeah. But my thought was, okay, Luke Skywalker, first off, at the very least, Rey was told that she was force sensitive. If you go back and watch A New Hope, Obi-Wan never tells Luke that he is sensitive in the force. He's like, he's just like, he's like, oh, you must learn the ways of the force if you're to come with me to, to Alderaan. And he's like. Okay, I guess that everybody can learn this. Like, I don't. He's yeah. never explicitly said, "Hey, by the way, you're force sensitive. You can become a Jedi." So then, fast forward. Obi Wan straight murdered. <laughs> straight up, straight murdered. Told while flying an X wing, mind you, which I can imagine is probably one of the most complicated things in the fucking world. But he used to shoot womp rats on his T sixteen back. Porkins, so. no. Yeah. So yeah, all same I, thing. Same thing. All I'm saying is I've been playing Elite Dangerous for the past three days with this new uh, joystick that my mom got me for Christmas, and yeah, yeah this shit is complicated. Um, <laughs> that's a video game. Yeah, that's a video game. <laughs> Nobody's trying to actually kill me. Well, I guess Robert yeah. might be, but <laughs> they will when you find out what you're smuggling. Yeah. Um. But so, so with absolutely no training, no any like, whoa, oh, he zapped a little zappy ball. That's not training. He is told specifically, well, both specifically and non-specifically to use the force. How? Use the force (laughs) how? Just, no, Luke, it's cool. Use the force. To do what? Apparently, that says make a torpedo go 90 degrees downward. (laughs) Um, But, so yeah, so that whole thing... And then the next time we see Luke, he is upside down in a frozen ice cave. Yeah, and that's that's really Obi Wan never used the Force telekinesis ever. Nope. 
in like the presence of Luke Skywalker. He never did. So that's not an established thing that Luke knows exists because by the time Luke is a kid, the Jedi have been almost completely forgotten. So then he just assumes, like, yeah, I'm sure I could probably do that, right? Well, I, I think I think it wow, was... Wow, I never thought... Wait, wait, sorry. No. I never thought about the fact that he never used the, the Force... Because he only used it, like, to move that that lever in the Death Star. That's the yeah, only thing he really Luke used wasn't the Force there for that. to move. But I, I think I think in the scene, um, in the uh, in the ice cave, I think it was more so less... Not so much that he was like, oh, I can use the force to get it's this. It's like, please, God, so much- work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like, please, Kindle, for the love of God, I'm about to die. This needs to work or I'm going to die. Wampas are scary. And I think that was what, what Rey was doing when she told when she used the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, she, she was like, like this, this just this needs to work. To work. Right. Also, can, can we talk about that stormtrooper? Like, that, that was Daniel Craig. Magic? It absolutely was. Wait, what? That was Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig. Apparently, he was, he was filming like, like four buildings over. And wanted to be in Star Wars, so they that he Daniel Craig was that stormtrooper. Oh she my tried. god, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah. Best, best, that. best part about that scene too is that she's like, she double thinks, you know, she has to think about it. She goes, "And you'll leave your weapon," and he's like, "And I'll leave my weapon," and he just drops it and keeps yeah. walking. Yeah. <laughs> See, because that, I think that stormtrooper went and did after that. I, well, I mean, went died. back to filming Spectre. Well, yeah. I mean, he, what, what <laughs> do people he, he normally? James Bond. What do they normally do after people literally get kill graved? Ooh. That's exactly. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, she yep. good, because here's oh, the man, here's that's... the thing. We've never oh, seen man. they deal ever. with the cognitive dissonance. Well, of, they of never life. they never show are they projecting their medical the ways? mind trick ever making somebody do something. Like it's always just like a conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. like, do you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You're right. You want to go home and rethink your life. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to go home and rethink my life. Like that's. And nobody, there's not even any guarantee that he actually went home and rethought his life. He just, in that moment, was like, yeah, I should probably go do that. So, like, we've never, she literally was like, listen, motherfucker, you're going (laughs) to unlock these handcuffs and you're going to let me go. And he's like, what? And he's like, no, actually, you're right. Yeah, I am going to do that. wonder why it didn't work the first time, though. Because he was too far away. She had to, I, 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 like, I don't feel like she, she, like, she needed to try more than once to, like, get it right. Like, I don't, I just don't feel like she, she got it yeah, right. Yeah, she just knew how to, she had to grind for XP. Actually, yes. and what, part of it, I think, <laughs> is that, I think that it speaks to experience, because if it was, like, a real trained Jedi in that situation, they probably could have, from across the room, been like, yeah. you will unlock me. But she needed him to be right there to look him in the eye and be like, let me go. I, also, the I, little, like, force, in the eye. like, wispy noise that played when she got it to work just i, I loved it. the, the, the fact that they they gave visual and visual and audio clues to when the force was happening yep. that was the bomb that yeah. was what yeah. was missing like from that. the original trilogy oh, I, I, yeah. I, agree. I agree all right so jedi normally don't do you know dark things more than than a force choke on java's house <laughs> <laughs> can we just real quick can we just acknowledge that that was a thing that happened in Jabba's palace, when Luke Skywalker walks in, there's the two Gamorrean guards that try yep. to block his way, and he just goes, fuck you, and they're like, yep. <gasps> yeah. They go, like, die in a corner, and he's just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Which also adds to the awesomeness, because you see Luke come back dressed in black, and he's, yeah. like, force-choking people, and you're like, oh, shit, Luke's, Luke's finally went dark side. Luke's metal. So, we never uh, see Jedi do really bad things with the uh-huh. Force. So, could a Jedi or a Sith... Like, cause they, sorry, I'm gonna backtrack. With, like, hypnotism, they say you won't do anything that you wouldn't normally, normally do. do, yeah. It's being suggested... Could a Jedi just, or could a Sith just be like, kill yourself, like just blow your blow, blow your brains out? See, that's I don't. Now we've we've got into that realm yeah. now. Also, I feel like like at, making people actually like do things as opposed to 
just it being a conversation where they then change their way of thinking like it usually is shown as. Um, I feel like that's like a really difficult thing to do. I feel like the fact that Ray did it was a really big deal. And I don't feel like most yeah. Jedi or Sith would be able to do that necessarily. What, what I found really interesting too was that we were shown Kylo Ren or Ben Solo. Uh, who is trained as a Jedi or as like an apprentice Jedi, like he's learning mm-hmm. the ways of the Force. Mm-hmm. And but then we so we see in the movies he's not using any exclusively dark side powers mm-hmm. necessarily. Like there's no Force lightning. He did, he's not shown like really choking, Just, but like he's got that weird hand on the head torture thing. Yep, like a mind mm-hmm. meld yeah. pulling information out of their skull. It's really oh, oh, and forced temper tantrum. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forced so, temper tantrum. So we don't. <laughs> so, so uh, Ruth, I've actually been saying this around the house, and obviously since you're not here anymore, you haven't heard it. Um, I have just declared that Kylo Ren is what Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker should have turned into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So not yeah. that. Um, not that like that's how you want to see Anakin Skywalker portrayed. You're saying like his version of Darth Vader would have been should have been that. Yeah, because well, the Darth Vader we saw was clearly someone else. Yeah, because well, no, the, the thing of it's it James is James Earl Jones. The thing of it is, is that like there's never, it, and that's not a bad thing. Like I think that what they turned around and did with the Force Awakens, they took someone who was insecure and kind of whiny, like Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker was. They took him and turned him into something that is actually to be feared. Like it's more it's more like a kid with a kid with his dad's gun. Like that yeah. kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you have yeah, no idea yeah. what he's going to do. You're saying Kylo mm-hmm. Ren is that? Yeah, Kylo oh, Ren yes. is like a yeah, kid with his dad's gun. That. He's also, like, and you saw that with like the Force temper tantrums when he was like just destroying things with his lightsaber for no real reason. Oh, that's so No, those two term. stormtroopers would just walk yeah. in like uh, nope. <laughs> I don't feel yeah, like that, dying right. today. Well, that, so wait, wait, wait. The first time he did it with the lightsaber and he like slashed up those terminals. Yeah. And then the second time was what when Ray escaped. He also he, he must have been really pissed off because that's like two escapees from his star destroyer yeah. oh in like two God. days. Yeah. So, um, I wonder I, how I, important those terminals were though. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, really. there's like, like an IT guy who's like, Son of like you're on a ship and like it looks like you're kind of near some navigation stuff <laughs> and you're just like hacking at the bits. Like Snoke, I, I guarantee you, like Snoke has to fucking hate his guts. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like every time, every, for God's sake, that's expensive. Just, just what are you head, doing? Just, uh, no, no, you know who hates his guts? Again. Hux. Hux definitely yeah. hates his guts. Yeah. Uh, so they're, wait, Probably wait, Phasma, um, too. Yeah, <laughs> Phasma. So wait, wait, yeah. Oh, before I go on to that topic, where is Phasma now? Is she dead? She's not dead. Nope. No, she is oh, not okay. dead. She uh, got the, away somehow, probably. She's going to be she's in cool. the next movie. Okay, I'm just saying, like, because I was really upset because I was like, Wendell and Christie, cool. Yeah, and she's, like, she so, she's going to be she's a so maid. She's so badass, and she didn't really do anything. In she's she's going to be a She's going to show up next movie and be like, a and major say something like a trash compactor and how she got out of it, and it's going to be hilarious. She's, gonna major, yeah, oh, no, she's no, a no, major yeah. player in the next one, is what they're saying. Is going to do a flashback of her getting out? Just because no, like, like, oh, we saw her like three total times, and none of it about it in this one. Yeah, yeah. No. She was just like, like yelling at stormtroopers and then getting interrogated. And she immediately gave in to them. Like they were like, "Do this," and like without even using the force, she's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. I'll help you." Like I was like, "That," but you're like the 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 leader. Yeah, like, like I'm a little. <laughs> your lack of resistance disturbs me. Yeah, I, <laughs> she I okay. So. I kind of feel like that was a lot. It was that way a lot with like most of the main villains in the in the movie. Like I think that this whole thing is just a big build up because mm-hmm. like yeah, you've you, knew, you figured Phasma was going to be kind of a bigger deal because they like they went out of their way to make her a different character with different armor and like mm-hmm. be really this badass um, and to cast a decent actor. Yeah, <laughs> so like it's just interesting to me that they um, that they did that 
and then she was she was barely around. Maybe Same thing with Kylo Ren. While we see a lot of Kylo Ren, we don't see him do a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. So we, we see him talk. We see him throw tantrums. He's a like, lackey for most of the movie. Yeah. So, Snow. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see what my my prediction is that next movie uh, Phasma will probably take precedence over Ren because he is currently you know burned to bits uh, via lightsaber blade. Um, yeah. So I, I don't have to say I think Phasma will take yeah. precedence, but I feel like she'll be like the main bad guy. Yeah. So I, I think I think that she'll she'll take over for him while he's in I guess recovery. Like he's yeah. gonna get. I feel like he's probably gonna get like the full suit that he you know so desperately wants for some fucking crazy yeah. reason. Um, I feel like they need someone to be like the main bad guy role so that there can be like some doubt as to whether Kylo is a bad guy or not. Yeah. Well, okay, and it's and funny th- you bring that up. I did actually read a theory um, in the past few days about. Uh, it was a theory that Kylo is actually secretly trying to take down Snoke. I've, I've seen that theory as well. Like, it, I don't it, believe it, but I yeah, I, I, I well, definitely. <laughs> it, well, it would it would it would kind of make sense because, because like he look. I mean, obviously, he didn't really want to kill his father for obvious reasons. Like you know, it's his dad, and whatever. And, mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw an interesting thing that was like uh, killing your dad is one thing, killing a uh, film deity like han solo is another i, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they had the guts to do that like i mean i can't believe it like because i knew it was going to happen as soon as he took on the mentor role but i was just like whoa oh, as know. soon as she as was as like bring back our son yeah, i was like he's dead oh yeah, yeah. Like that's right. right when that happened i yep. knew yeah he's not coming yep. back. bring back our son yeah. Damn, yeah. Han Solo's i thought gonna die i, I was still movie. convinced that yeah. chewie was yeah. gonna die like he was that it was gonna look like han would die but then chewie would jump in so they no chewie is not going to die because you know how they killed chewie in the extended universe he got crushed by a moon yeah, but plant. you and I have talked about this about your reasoning why they won't kill Chewie. Uh, they won't kill Chewie because he is easy, the actor is easily replaced. Oh yeah, he's, he's the most easily replaced actor in the entire series. Yeah, it's not his voice. Yeah, and they just need a really tall person yep. or stilts. Um, but like no, what's think of that guy from yeah. uh, the final? Also, first. like yeah. I don't feel like there's a reason to kill Chewie. Like he's yeah. just he's no. he's nothing but a side. I mean, it's sad. Yeah. sad he's such a badass, but like he is just yeah. the sidekick. There's nothing yeah, to be and, gained and by killing point him. Killing Chewie would make people cry because people would be really upset if Chewie died. Like that would there would be no like story reason kids to kill would, Chewie. Kids would be disillusioned except to like make people upset. Yeah, yeah. I uh I really like though because they they extended. Uh, in in the Force Awakens, they extended stormtrooper aim to fucking everybody. Like there's that there's a scene where like Han Solo shoots at a guy and misses every single shot, yeah. and I'm like, well, no, the, except the first like shot, now, like he's the like first 60. shot in the movie uh-huh. is stormtroopers coming out of a ship and it just blasting everyone to bits. Yeah. And I was like, because <laughs> as soon as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of stormtroopers. They're gonna miss everybody. Nope, slaughter yeah, the entire every, town. Everybody fucking like, they didn't miss one time. Camera, like, camera pans out. Guy with a fucking flamethrower. You're just like, oh shit, he's yeah, not no, missing with a flamethrower. Uh, Why did they have a flamethrower though? That was never a thing in, the, in any of the other movies. Why did people start bleeding all of a sudden in this movie? <laughs> in awesome uh, in Battlefront, they have shock troopers. Can we talk for a moment about like? All right, so we talk about how Kylo Ren's not really trained, uh-huh. but that he like stopped a blaster bolt mid-air. Yeah, well, that, he's definitely yeah. trained. That was well, I mean, not sorry, he's not his training fully yeah. trained. But that's yeah. what I mean. Like, but like we've seen Darth. We saw Darth Vader like deflect a shot. We never saw him like stop one. Yeah, no. That, like, and then that it, what was some level of crazy? I love that too because it was just like well, maybe sta- all of the uh, all Jedi like honed certain skills first, and that was just a skill he really wanted, he and so he really and worked bolts. on that early on. Catching blaster bolts and ripping info out of the mind. I wonder. I wonder what the uh, like how exactly he would go about training about that because there would be one time like probably the first time where he would do it okay now shoot me with it 
wait, this is a bad idea. Didn't I get- he stop someone else from getting shot at one point? Two? No, I don't. No? I don't remember that. No, you just stopped the one. I think. I thought you stopped yeah. two. Okay. Okay. So, real quick, we're gonna flash forward here. Um, have you ever heard of this guy named Finn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about him. Fn one oh seven. So that like Finn, the real main character of the movie. Uh, he was one of them. There was two. I it was Ray. No, Ray is the goddamn main character. Deuta- what is it called? Deutagonist. Okay. So here's yeah. the thing that I want to talk about Finn real quick. His lightsaber fight with Kylo Ren legitimately for its whole like 15 30 second duration is my favorite lightsaber it fight was in the so amazing in the entire saga right? that one usurped vader and uh luke in return of the jedi that's so your good. top one yeah mm-hmm. why that? is it why why did you like it so much because it was just like we have never in the star wars universe seen two dudes with a lightsaber actually try to kill each other yes yeah, because it's always yeah. the light side guy who's never going to kill somebody versus yep. the dark side guy who also was probably going to try to kill. And as fancy as the Obi Wan Anakin fight was in, uh, it was essentially Sith. pointless. Yeah, because think about it, they could have thrown him into lava within the first fifteen seconds of that yep. fight. Mm-hmm. Someone's I mean, home. They had to chop his arms off, but they could have done that within the first fifteen six seconds. Um, what was I going to no, say? No, okay. So about Finn picking up the lightsaber. Um, when he did that early on, like that was you have a weapon. That was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen him. Like Finn, just like this, just this dude, and he's like, ah, whatever, lightsaber, and just going to town. So, my question being, so the lightsaber is made uh, from the Force crystal, yeah. Like, right now, can a lightsaber be activated by someone who doesn't have uh, affinity in the Force? Yes. Okay. Because the only the and way you can you, still be sensitive to it, like the way. Well, no, the, you know. See, I think I think Finn might actually be uh, the way that um, have an affinity for the Force. Well, the way the way that you the literally the way that you activate a lightsaber is you just turn on the button. Yeah, it's not the reason why they say that people need to use the fo- have Force affinity to use a lightsaber is because you the blade weighs nothing. Right. All you have is that hilt in your hand. So all it takes is one. Not paying attention, and boom, you don't have a hand anymore. Yep. So that's why Finn was able to do it was because he at least knew how to fight. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was thinking too, like if if he's you know he's a stormtrooper and probably has some experience with like vibro blades, like yeah, like they're, they're part of the thing. And I was like, he so he has like some kind of training. He has like some kind of training in it. So like I, I actually saw people arguing like, oh, it's dumb. Like how could he have just like picked up and used a lightsaber? And I'm like, because he was like trained to. Like birth. from birth, to, yeah, to, like, to use, kill people. Well, not birth, because he said he well, was conscripted, so he remembers yeah. being taken from his family. But from a very young age, he learned yeah. how to use like weapons like that. So I was like, that ah, makes sense. Especially like, when you saw it. later on the stormtrooper with the fucking the, the vibro, wrist, yeah, the wrist like vibro, the vibro doom machine thing. Yeah, yeah it looked like awesome. a riot. It looked like riot gear. That's what I thought of when I saw the uh, it. the electro staff of yeah, Thanks. yeah. Like they're trained to use that kind of stuff. Uh, welcome to the podcast, our hospitality director uh, Meg. Hi. Um. So. It's. I think I remember from the film. Finn says that he was taken as a as a baby from his family to um, be conscripted into the um, first, Stormtro- first order. First order, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh shoot, I was going to say something. Which else which really that. explained a lot of like, hey, I thought all Stormtroopers were clones. Yeah. My dad wants yeah. to give but a guest. I think it's in. new because they, didn't they destroy all the clones after the? Weren't, weren't all the. All the clones became stormtroopers in the late. Okay, yeah. no. Uh, well, we're gonna have to get in to talk about that. But apparently, Ruth's dad uh, is gonna jump in here, and uh, we're gonna have a conversation with him about this. I gave him one of my headphones. Okay. Hopefully, it works. Okay, so, hi Jeff. 
Hey, good morning. How you doing? I see. He wants to give his guest opinion. Okay, Dad, what do you want to say? I just said I thought the saddest part of the movie was when they said R2-D2 had been on low power mode oh, ever since oh. Luke left. Yeah, yeah that, that actually... I, I, I was in tears. That that really bummed me out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, BB-8, total great replacement. It's, instead, of, instead of just being like, oh, R2 was like lost or destroyed, it's like, oh, no, we still have him. But, but he he's do basically in a coma. Like, that's yeah. like a self-stasis coma. <laughs> yeah. He's a like, self-inflicted coma, and I, I imagine any other person taking a hammer and just bashing themselves. Here, in the head here is our here is our massive blue, white, and silver paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, all right, sorry. Speaking of droids, I want to talk about C three PO. Okay, and how the red arm means nothing, and you were yeah. nothing. <laughs> Oh yeah, my arm's red now. Okay, cool exposition. I'm sure it'll be it'll come into play like sometime in the next movie. No, <laughs> it was really funny though because they had well, done this he has before. A leg, yeah. I was saying, they they did that before. He had the silver leg. Yep. And they just never talked about it. So why wait, wait, all when of a sudden the silver leg? Huh? When did he have the silver leg? Uh, end of episode. He's a, he's a well, he, he's had he had the silver leg since. I episode. thought that was just because they were still slowly putting him together, like making him gold. I mean, it's not gold. It's no, like no, no, no. Brass. It was like it's like episode two or three that like C three PO like took some damage, lost his leg, and then they gave him a replacement. So. I don't know, but regardless, so he had discolored body parts from the beginning. Why all of a sudden do they have to bring it up? Like, why does it matter? Oh, you may notice that my arm is red now. Like, nobody cares. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that has to have some significance. I don't know why or what. No, I don't think it does. I really think it was just like an, a one-off joke. That's barely a joke. Well, okay, maybe well, it was no, something. No, maybe no, they I did mean, explain it, why, and it got cut on, cut uh, during editing. So maybe it did have some greater... Just like his arm. It ha- but it had, clearly had no plot significance. It couldn't well, like, And then no, it was resolved. It, it, it's just a joke. It was resolved by the end of the movie. He had a normal arm at the end of the movie. So it was Oh, like, wow, I totally missed that. Because he said when he showed up, he's like, I need to get my real arm back. And like, then there it was. He got yeah. his real arm back. Which is how Character R2-D2 arcs. woke up. I don't know. Yeah, um, no, R2-D2. Okay, is, does R2-D2 have an affinity for the Force? Because he just sort he, of randomly woke up. Well, I think... I saw one theory online that said that R2-D2 woke up when he sensed that Ray was in. Ray was there. Right. And maybe uh, because... Because, like, Ray's possibly yeah, related to Luke. Yeah, 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 she's definitely that's, that's his daughter. Theory, yeah. Is that, is that she's Luke's daughter. But why like, they just straight up abandon her? That's going to be some questions. I want her to be born I in the have force. a theory. Go on. No. My theory is that um, they think she's dead because she was training with Luke, like, with everyone else who was massacred. Uh-huh. And that Ky- my theory is that Kylo spared her because, A, either they're related or because he just he's, she was the strongest and he was hoping to like bring her, to bring, her yeah, bring her to the dark side at one point and um, actually the idea <laughs> that she's a, an apprentice and, kind of makes sense too yeah so he kind of so Hank well because in that situation she doesn't have to be um, a, um, a a necessarily Skywalker's kid but that yeah. she was trained well, and like dumped to hide her basically like, yeah, the same so way that Luke I, was. I think she is someone's kid either skywalkers or related to kenobi some in some way yeah but i've heard that theory about think, kenobi i don't think though. she I don't is uh I, I don't think she's related at all to kylo because if she was there would have been some sort of like feeling they would have sensed each other yeah not sexual tension just I think thrown they in did. i think kylo knew who she was though like i feel because i because when um 
one of his people came and said, oh, they're with a girl. He's all like, what girl? As if a girl from Jakku is like super significant to him for some reason. That's true, actually. Yeah, and, but I don't, but like, but yeah. I, I don't know. So, and yeah, and so I feel, feel like uh, Luke, Han, and Leia all thought she was dead, and then she isn't, and Kylo was the only one who knew who she was, or and he's the one who hid her away. Because in the flashbacks, it kind of looks like that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's that it kind of looks like he's hiding her away. So to me, so so actually, um, speaking of like the flashback stuff, um, that was the first time we ever had a flashback in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah that's but true. besides that, I don't actually think that this is going to be the la- that episode seven is going to be the last time we will see Harrison Ford. No, um, I think there's there, more flashbacks. There, I think he's already confirmed on the casting call for the next movie. Yeah, I was say he's definitely. They're definitely going to have him in to explain what the fuck happened with his son. Like yeah. that's super mm-hmm. important. Uh, and also, I've because before before this movie came out, there was a lot of speculation. They were saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to do a Han Solo anthologies movie." I'm like, "You can't do a Han Solo anthologies movie. You can't recast Han Solo. That's insane." They're but not going. They're not going to recast Han Solo. I'm willing to bet that what that anthology movie is going to be is what happened to him post Leia pre Force Awakens. So like filling in the gaps. Yeah, because I mean they left they left a lot of stuff like they were just well, like, oh yeah, Han Solo well, 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 anthology movie is that it's going to be like his his origin story. So like from when he's really young, so they'd have to recast him. And also, no, no, actually, they don't. I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, Harrison Ford doesn't really like the character of Han really? Solo. Are they going to like want Tron, like, he fi- Jeff Bridges? Yeah, and yeah. Tron. They, they, he wanted they do, like, what to they die. Did with Jeff Bridges in <laughs> like, Tron Legacy. Hopefully they do it better. Yeah, better. Hope, I mean it yeah. should be better, but it still looked yeah. pretty good. It they, did look good, but yeah. like there was just this, this weird little you, Uncanny you Valley tell. thing going on that was just like kind of like Patrick Stewart when they made him look young for Wolverine Origins. Yeah, it just doesn't look quite right. So, yeah. so they definitely, but he and I—that's why everybody was like, "No, Han Solo getting stabbed and thrown into a pit." He's but fine, I, but no, shut up. <laughs> but I was like, I legitimately, I looked and I said, "I'm sad for the character, but I'm happy for the actor." Yeah, because yeah. all yeah. well, it's not even that he d- he didn't like Han Solo as a character. He just he wanted him to go in a way that mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, too. I feel like. that's why he and wanted I, to I, die. I feel like that's why it's so great that they killed him because characters like Han Solo don't usually get like big important deaths. Like they usually yeah. are like the comedic comedic relief character, yeah, and that's yeah. all they are. But he got a big important death that I don't think he, he would have gotten. And the fact and the fact that he is on, if the fact that, that we already are pretty sure that he's on the short list for the next movie would say oh, yeah, that he's already on the cast. Yeah, he, he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't hate the character that much. He hates that. He survived the carbonite. I, I remember I saw an yeah. interview with him that mm-hmm. he was like, all he wanted to do was have Han Solo die in some significant way mm-hmm. for Luke Skywalker. But now yeah. Han Solo gets to die in a significant way for everybody. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's not yeah. just oh Luke, you know. And it's, it's kind of I was kind of happy that they distanced Leia and Han. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that I would have like. That would have ripped my heart just clean out if they were still like really happy oh family, God. and oh, then he just if your got. Son goes to the dark side. It's going to happen. Like there's no. Yeah. Around it. No, it, it, was, it was a little more. It, the way they did it was a little more real than. Yeah, yeah it was like, very happy real. magic movie universe. I so I was I was I was sad that they were they were distant, but I was really happy when he died that they were distant because I didn't want to. I was. I didn't want to experience distant, that. Still, like oh, obviously. Man. Felt, thought very highly of each other and still it. loved each other. Yeah. In a way. When she felt, she it. felt it, yeah, because you know she yeah. sat down with force and, like, and just the like fact that like she felt that he died. I was like, oh, it mm-hmm. hurts. Yeah. It yeah. hurts. I, uh, I really, I really liked too um, that. Obviously, Han Solo had no. He did not want to kill his son at all. 
Like, you know what I mean? He didn't want to do anything to hurt his child. Nope. But the second that Kylo Ren stabbed Han Solo, Chewbacca was like, fuck you, I'm going to shoot you. Yep. And he, <laughs> no, just, he, he did. did. He straight yeah. shot him. He, just, he was like... It, he was like, I'm basically like, I've been holding off. You're dead now. So you know what? I'm going to shoot him. I've been being nice for you, but now I'm going to shoot them. And then but not only did he shoot him, now. he attempted to kill him with an explosion. Yep. Yeah. He was like, yep. fuck you, die. And then he's like, oh shit, that didn't work. Uh, yeah, bombs. Yep. But if, I mean, oh, not for man. nothing, but he should have expected that if they were all going to get out, that yeah. Kylo Ren was going to get out. Yeah. Uh, but no, Robert did bring up a point. He says that uh, falls don't matter in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> because, yeah, because I want to talk about that. Because Darth Maul... Is still alive. Yep. Like when he was. Yeah, I read about that. Wait, That's what? Darth Maul. Yeah. In, as of in the current official canon, still. Yeah. In the official, like just as two halves. He is. <laughs> he has fucking spider legs. Oh shit! He's the he dude is, from Wild Wild West. He is Sabo Tavok as fuck. That is an obscure <laughs> reference. Yeah, I don't even get that one. Sabo Tavok is a Phyrexian general. Uh, from Onslaught set, I believe. Yep, I stopped caring. Yep, you could have also went with Dreddy for that. Just saying. hey, look at this. She Even is, in the Star Wars special, we went to card games. She, uh, <laughs> but anyway, she's just like a, a normal like torso and body with like massive, terrifying spider legs. She holds it also. Anyway, but anyway, Darth Maul still alive, still alive in the canon. He survived his fall through the pit and being cut in half. And wait, or and I want to talk about the other one. If you one. want to go like okay. Hitchhiker's Guide, but you know, yeah, keep oh, it no, 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 Bob was definitely alive. Yeah. This was alive. freaking lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. That's my my sort of question. How the fuck did they get the lightsaber? Here's my they thing. Either got caught on Cloud City or miners on a gas giant. Here's the thing. Like, the way that the way that physics works, and mind you, we are talking about Star Wars, so maybe not. We destroy a sun, apparently. The way that physics works, yeah, we could just suck a sun's energy out and blow something up with it. The way Wait, that physics works, that lightsaber would have hit the core of that gas giant and been immediately. Crushed into nothingness. Yep. Yeah, not even super diamonds. No, nothing. It would have just been obliterated. Well, that so it, there is no there is no second option. The option is somebody had to have caught it. Yeah, or it didn't go the way that Luke did. I don't know. Well, it didn't fall out like I got. Okay, so now, on Cloud now, City. now I have the question. Um, did they also get his hand and are growing a new Luke? That would be so. Cool. <laughs> if they just did, if they just grew a dark side Luke to fight, yeah. to fight regular Luke. No, no, no I would pee. Him. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, I lost. Checking that off. Uh, now that we've talked about that topic, I made a little checklist of like okay. topics I want to talk about. Yeah, you made it on my instruction manual for my. You'll be fine. Okay. Uh, no. So, but anyway, I want to go back to the fall thing. Okay. So. Robert says that falls don't matter because obviously plenty of things survive falls in the Star Wars universe because people, objects, yeah. But here's the thing. I, do, I legitimately believe that Han Solo is gone. Yeah. A, stabbed through the chest with a lightsaber. Yeah, that's He's fine. You're pretty gone. B, pushed into a bottomless pit. He's yeah. fine. C, the facility you are in explodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's fine. There's like D, dead. the entire planet. fucking yeah. planet yeah. explodes. That's like, that's like fine. dead. Like, yeah, he is he, dead. If, if he wasn't actually dead. dead, it would be really disappointing. Okay. Oh, uh, and E, and E, your actor wants the character to be dead. So much, that, so much that he broke his own, that he made his own leg get broken on the set. Crashed a plane. I mean, crashed in a plane. The, Bob, you said misdirection. This entire movie was misdirection. It really was. Yeah, with the whole Luke thing. Like, you keep expecting him to, like, turn up in various places. He doesn't show up until the last 30 seconds Tom of the was satisfied okay. with how much, I, I, how much do you think Mark Hamill got got paid for just that scene? A lot. Just not he got paid not as much. Uh, he, didn't, he got paid 
Um, more than the original, more than the new like main characters, but less than Harrison Ford, who got paid a boatload. Yeah, of Yeah, Harrison money. Ford was the main character of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, here's how many main characters are we at now? Like four, four or five. Oh, yeah, um, it's like four. I want to talk about that. By the oh, way, okay. and Poe, <laughs> Poe Dameron. Anyway, <laughs> here's what I wanted to talk about. Um, is that yeah? So I the, the one number one thing I wanted to know going into this was where the hell is Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Literally in the first line of the movie, which is the sc- opening scroll, Luke Skywalker is missing. All right, I'm done. See ya. <laughs> yep. Thank you for telling me everything I okay. need to know. Okay, Roll I'm credits. glad that they had Luke do that. They had Luke go the way it is because if if Luke showed up, he's like, "Hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. Let's go take out the Empire." Da, 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 that would have been dumb. Oh god. Yeah. No. Um. Before you go okay. onto your list, uh, I'd like to just take a moment. We're gonna break for ad. Um. So. Uh, You're going to hear a lovely ad from us, and then uh, we will return. Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say. The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to, like, go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. All right, and we're back from that. Um, so, all right, so uh, since we're going to have uh, Mr. Hauk ducking out um, in here a in, a, in a bit, uh, we're going to start with him. Uh so what do you what do you got what do you got to talk about what's what's burning up inside of you that you need to converse with a group of people that have also seen this film because that's been my struggle this whole time is I just want to fucking talk about this movie and right. nobody right. I know yeah. has really seen it or I feel awkward talking about it in public because I don't want somebody to like punch me in the back of the head for spoilers yeah. looking nerds remember so, it's been, Tom it's been a week now so so we were talking a little bit about uh, about Poe Dameron um, he's the man. Poe Dameron is a pretty awesome character. In the beginning, yeah. uh, it's setting up pretty hard that he's going to get like captured. And then when he and Finn escape, like I made the comment that, like, oh, cool, this is now turned into a buddy cop movie. Like, The right. Adventures of Poe and Finn. I'd watch that. Yeah. Then he and, fucking dies. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they, 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 like, they set his death up, like, very well. Like, because you, you actually are, like, convinced that, oh, shit, like, he is dead, like... Like, maybe, he didn't, maybe he didn't get thrown from the crash, and like can use that. And then when he comes back, it's like, oh wow, Poe's alive! Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I really. I mean, and then when you see it the second time, it's like, oh yeah, he could totally be alive. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tom, you point out that you recognized him from the speeders in the later part of the. Yeah. The, well, no, that's the, the later that, part. Yeah, of the he. They literally showed in the oh, trailers yeah. him. I never really X-Wings. realized that that was like. A oh character. really? I see. Okay, see, I didn't see the trailer, so I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, it was way more surprise for me. And I had forgotten about that. Can we just aside for a moment? The fact that uh, I know, like Star Wars, it's how do I put this? They have parachutes on a yeah, tie fighter. Yeah. Can we just talk about innovation? Like, but oh wait, no, no, you're right. That's- anything, just something more spacey, like a, like a, uh, a jettisoned uh, but see, chair or something. See, here's the deal: at the end of the day, sometimes you just need a fucking parachute. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's they're, really they're, weird. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna have their own special like. Oh, Tie Fighters for space, Tie Fighters for atmosphere. Right. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna put every emergency contingency in it. That's no true. What My thought is just like if you need to escape, it wouldn't be a parachute. It'd just be like I don't know, like the seat would jettison and have like boosters on the bottom, something more sci-fi. Well, yeah, but like, well, what if the parachute jettisons while it's in space? You're just floating there. We're all just like I'll say, 
like just <laughs> this is the reason why even like our I mean we could probably do something like that now like if a if a jet pilot ejects and just have them, like a lot more energy though or well like a or something okay so a you need that and b what if the electronics don't work mm. you know what a parachute does that nothing else does it, it works. literally it works. just works it's analog yeah it, it literally <laughs> just analog. works except for those it's few times vinyl, when it doesn't escape. and then it gets messy but i mean physics physics says that the parachute should just work but i really yeah. like this idea of it going off in space and yeah <laughs> and actually for that matter like because there is no friction in space to stop you it wouldn't do anything force from no the force from you jettisoning out you're just gonna keep going <laughs> you're just gonna keep going so what if you accidentally jettison how towards like, I just, facing a sun? I just realized that this movie You're brought always up, facing a sun technically, aren't you? Like, brought up more out. questions than answers. Yeah. Because in the in the previous movies, when something got hit with a laser, it just blew up. Yeah. yeah. No, now sense. we actually now I actually need to know these things. Like yeah. what what happens if your wing gets blown off? Well, yeah. Like why was it Darth Vader just flying forever? Yeah. At the end of a new hope. But, yeah, but oh. if there is one thing we've learned seriously, it, I mean, we this is across the board, no question. There is no. Like there's no real world orbital physics in the Star Wars universe, right? right. Like, but it just it just doesn't exist. No. But about so, Poe Dameron, Poe Dameron. Listen, so besides not realizing from the trailers that he was like some kind of actual character, I thought he was just dead. I was like, I expected him to die in that massacre, and BB-8 or BB-8 was just gonna, you know, saunter off away and meet. Finn. Like honestly, I was really impressed with the film because I actually like with that part him dying because I felt for like I was really sad that he died and I'd only known right. him for like thirty minutes. Like yeah, I was like, I, I felt the same way. Because yeah, he gave I was up like, info, wow, so I've only known this character for 30 minutes, and I already really care if he's dead. Well, see, because I played the so cool. X-Wing Miniatures game, I've had hands-on experience with Poe Dameron. Because he's one... When, when you buy... Seriously, That's when you hot. buy the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you buy the uh, the Force Awakens version of it, he is one of the pilots in the X-Wing. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad that they did bring, like, X-Wings back, because it was, like, the quintessential Luke Skywalker ship. So what happened to the rest of their fleet, then? Here's the thing, though. Those are not... Those are not... Luke Skywalker. Those are not X-wings. your dad's X-wings. No, I know. Yeah, no, 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 but I'm saying, like, they're not even the same model. They're, they're I, I completely know different. I know it's been, like I said, it's been like 30 years. Obviously, they're going to make upgrades, but. It really bothers me, though. There's only one visual upgrade that they made. What's and that? it really. I don't know why, but it just bothers me. What's that? What's that? The engines on the back uh, split in half. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of just being, like, solid engines on the mm-hmm. back, they split in half when the wings go up. Did not so, notice that. I have a question while we're still talking about Poe Dameron. Was I the only one just shipping him and Finn? Together? No, absolutely not. Yeah. I, was I was about it. Yeah, was I was so like, much. I was like, I, I just wanted to be together. Like, like that's, that's why. Whatever. That's why I made the comment that it turned yeah. into a buddy cop movie, yeah. The Adventures of Poe and Finn. Yeah, like, it, I just like, I was like, I want these two way. to be together. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. perfect. Like, Ray, like even even like not in a romantic <laughs> setting, but just like a bro setting. Like, like you just wanted to be together forever. No, I want the romantic setting. I want Finn to walk directly past Ray and just kiss Poe. Yeah, just one great pastor. I'd be like, yeah, it was good episode. Best movie. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, I mean, hey, why not? It's a progressive society. Actually, yeah, actually yeah. speaking of equality, I mean, a lot of Star people Wars, hate him. They're not going to hate him more. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, actually, but seriously, speaking on the subject of like uh, equality, gender, and racial equality in the Star Wars universe, notice that the first three movies, and even to an extent, like the newer three movies, all were just like white men. In the main character, like yep. all of the main Every characters are white men, terrible, and, and then they like and they except for Mace Window. Well, they just shit all over no, 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 Padme as a character, like in the last movie. Yeah, okay. sadly she's just pregnant and crying yeah. all the yeah. time. I think Mace Window. Well, you said one. also the newer trilogy. So. Oh, okay. So, but no, really, more than anything, more than anything was the uh, was the original trilogy was all. They even made a joke about it in uh, Family Guy 
when you saw Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi, they're like, oh my god, it's a woman. The only yeah. other woman in the galaxy. Yeah. And uh, and Billy D. Williams was the only black man in the galaxy. Yep. Yeah. But then you go to... It's cult 40. You go to uh, The Force Awakens. Every other character is either a minority or a woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was ama- I was like, this is awesome. Because, like, Finn, Finn, dude, he was, like, the best character in the whole movie. Finn his, was so bad. He's, like, my replacement yeah. Han Solo, obviously, because Han Solo was dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Finn was really funny. Like, he yeah, was he really made the, yeah. the quips. And I was the, like, the, yes! droid, the droid please thing. I was <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the whole, uh, like, when he says, like, well, use the force. That's not That's how the not force works. Yeah. yeah, good character. I really like it. He, no, Finn was a great character. He's very well written, very well acted. Uh, and again, he represents a minority in the Star Wars. Okay, universe. he has this like I think it, obviously because of the stormtrooper background, he has this innocence about him that is just like so. Yeah, fun. he doesn't he doesn't know yeah. how anything actually works, yep. which really yeah. actually makes you feel kind of bad for stormtroopers because you're like, oh shit, these guys go through their entire life not knowing a goddamn thing. Yep. Like, well, yeah, all they know is like murder, don't murder. Finn was in worked in sanitation, so yeah. he he shouldn't even first off have been on that part that on massacre party there. But he somehow was, and now he's. Oh, like, uh, maybe maybe it's just because it was his day to prove that he's ever he got everything. Well, he said it was his first yeah. combat run. Yeah, and was, it just seems yeah. weird to like for a, what is clearly a very important mission to bring like newbies. <laughs> yeah, to bring the sanitation uh, guy. Maybe they needed know, someone to help a, clean up, but. <laughs> It was a lot of like, bodies. Oh shit! Sanitize, sanitation of the body. I don't think sanitation means what we think it means. <laughs> oh my god! It just gives a new darkness to. Oh, what it's, it's, been a, it's a. It's like the cleaner from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, but he. I mean, I honestly, out of all of the new characters they introduced, I really like all of them. Like, I love Poe yeah. Dameron. Ray mm-hmm. is super awesome, mm-hmm. but like. I, I gotta give it up. Finn is my new favorite. He's he, just so likable. Every, oh my god! Finn's everything awesome. about him. Every time he talked, I was like. So funny, so great, so interesting. Yeah, about, have you seen Attack the Block, by the way? Huh? Have you seen Attack the Block? No. Have you seen that? That's no. where, yeah, he's like the main character in it. That's where I first Don't worry. Well, it is a wonderful John sci-fi Bo- movie with tons of uh, practical effects. It's very good. John Boyega, who, first off, is British as fuck, using Tom's favorite phrase <laughs> yes. here. Um, actually, he, he when he and um, Daisy Ridley first met for the first time, they were like, hey, we grew up like right near each other. And it was really funny. And so I think that kind of helped that, you know, they already had like this kind of rapport. Um, I know that I think it was Domhnall Gleeson who plays General Hux and Adam Driver. No, it was, um, sorry, it was Oscar Isaac who played Poe Dameron and um, Adam Driver who was... Kylo Ren, obviously, they were in the movie Inside Love and Love and Davies together. So they, this cast, like pretty much, like was, you know, they all kind of knew yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. Daisy Ridley, you know, she's a complete newcomer. Is this um, her first film ever? Yeah, this was her oh, first wow. major film. Cool. Um, and she, she, she blew it out of the park. I, yeah. Daisy Ridley, is actually, um, she's my spirit animal now. <laughs> all right, I'm like, like the dude who played uh, Moriarty in the second. Uh, Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, was, I never saw that. I only ever saw the first one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, the dude who played Moriarty is completely unknown. Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, we're rolling rolling here. Uh, what uh, what else you got? Anything important uh, you got to talk about? Adam? Mm, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so so the movie as a whole. Movie has a whole a plot yeah. hole. <laughs> okay. No, actually, that hole in a planet. Uh, uh, the New Republic. Yeah, what about them? Oh, the yeah. New Republic straight obliterated. Yeah. That is trillions of people Well, we dead. talked about this, yeah. that that is not Coruscant. 
No, yeah, no, the planet that got Coruscant. blown up was not Coruscant. Coruscant's still out there. Coruscant's yeah. the head of the empire. Which the confuses the oh, shit. Is, the Cor- is that what it is? Coruscant's mm-hmm. still the head of the empire? Once, once or Order, order? Six, or once order oh. 66 got enacted, uh, okay, the empire well, took over Coruscant. Yeah, here's, here's right, the, right, right, but we're talking 30 in the years current, Yeah, in the current continuity, I think, I would assume that the, the head of the Republic is still Coruscant. Because Coruscant You mean is, empire? No, no, no. There is no empire. There is no empire. Oh, well, then the, the first, first order, order is the plucky rebels now, technically. Yeah. Really? Yes, yeah. they are. The New Republic actually successfully takes over and okay. exists. Now, what's weird is, what you get into it, is there's three factions, actually, mm-hmm. if you notice. Yeah. There is the First Order, who are these out, outer system empire wannabes that are trying to mosey in. There is Nazis. The, Yes, yeah, essentially. That, yeah, no, it was They're super Nazi esque, but I loved it. There is the New awesome. Republic. All right, buddy. Let's no, it was him. awesome because it actually felt like terrifying. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the New Republic, who is the the core government that mm-hmm. was established after the fall of the Empire, and then there's the Resistance. Yep. The Resistance are the only people fighting the First Order right now. Right, but they're backed well, by I the New like Republic. They said something about the the. Uh, they're backed by the New Republic's fleet um, helping them, and that once yeah. those planets are. The way I destroyed there, there is no fleet anymore because the it actually, public is destroyed. It actually kind of like took a, like a little bit of a, a political and financial turn because because now that the new republic is just straight obliterated, gone. Mm-hmm. I don't Dunzo. think, but that see, that's what I think. I, I don't think they are. There, there's that no the, way so, the entire government was blown up in one system of in planets. five planets. No, absolutely well, not. Thing. I went and read. And there's um, an entire fucking galaxy. Okay, mm-hmm. I went and read the expanded some of the expand, the new expanded universe stuff and the way that apparently the new new republic works is that they vote like every five years and whatever planet the person who hails from uh is that's the center of the republic that is now the new center of the republic really so like that is why whatever planet system that was that got destroyed that's destroyed but they can just move somewhere, somewhere else. else but they definitely so so the so so the new republic could not be entirely gone no it's definitely, it's definitely not, not. Entirely. okay yeah. there's no because how many planets were in the original republic like thousands because yeah. the senate was just huge yeah. Now they've lost like a lot of their. They've lost probably all their yeah, senators. What they destroyed was a whole system, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they destroyed five planets at, surrounding one. Star. I mean, you got to think. That, about, no, I just want to get in the gravity. That is trillions of people. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's like, so heavy. Well, here's here's the thing that you got to think about, and I actually, if you consider five planets at seven billion, so, so assume like roughly the population of Earth, which is seven billion people, that's not doesn't even approach a trillion. people. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the point that I'm making, what I was going to make, is that. Um, <clears throat> There's no you got to think about our galaxy that we live in right now has like a billion planets in it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of the Star Wars stuff takes place in the entire galaxy. Far so there's away. planets that nobody's ever been a to. Long there's time ago. there's planets that nobody's been to. There's planet. You know what I mean? So like, there's no way I would be upset if an entire governmental system yeah. got brought down by okay. five planets. That's like, yeah, yeah right. it's like five cities getting taken out and then yeah, the whole world just collapses. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, five if five small nations got taken out and suddenly the United Nations fell apart. Yeah, I'm not saying like five major ones, I'm saying like five like I don't know smaller places. So in yeah, Europe, but it is it is sad. A bunch of people died. Star Killer Base died as well. So I guess that's where we're at with that. <laughs> How um, do we top the Death Star? Make it five Death Stars that can shoot from across the galaxy. Oh, they'll just keep making that. And it's called Star Killer Base. Like every time, it's just making bigger. What'd you say, Ruth? Let's call it Star Killer Base. That sounds more metal as fuck. I mean, it delivers what it promises because it eats a star yeah. and power its Yeah, what did so y'all think of like how similar everything was to A New Hope, like with the Death Star? Oh yeah, Star but Killer what, Base. what I what I found interesting was that they 
they set everything up to be very similar, and then mm-hmm. as the desert planet, the as the movie Falcon. progresses, it became more and more dissimilar, and you were like. Yeah. At the end of the movie, you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I, yeah. I want more. I need to know what happens. Yeah, I don't think it got more dissimilar. I think it hit every single beat that A New Hope hit, beat yeah. hit. But it I don't necessarily think uh, that's a bad thing. So I think Desert that was a homage. Planet, and I feel like what was always good about A New Hope was it was a good introduction movie. Yeah. And so I yeah. feel like this is a good introduction so movie I, to the new... I, I definitely don't think the rest of the Star Wars movies are going to be judged on The Force Awakens. I think it's we're what we're going to see... So we say, yes, J.J. Abrams directed The Force Awakens. It's an incredible movie. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But what where we're really going to see things hit is where 8 and 9 go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is where we're going to really feel out this. Because as Ruth said, exactly, it, this is the setup. This is mm-hmm. We're now in setup territory. So if we're going on a three-act play, that's the first act, which is nothing but exposition. Right. Now we're getting into also, act. Yeah, also, like I feel like a lot of the similarities to A New Hope are there to, like, make sure you paid attention to the things that were different. Yeah. And so like it like they had like, okay, this is like obviously the 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 shell or the framework skeleton that holds up the structure of the movie, but then you have all these like, you know, pay attention to Han and Kylo yeah. and uh what's going on with them, not necessarily the them blowing up the the uh yeah the star killer base star killer base because that was exactly the same as well and what's what's really and what's really interesting is that um all three trilogies well i assume like at least the first two as weird as the prequel trilogy was and i don't even want to ever call them bad i just want to call them weird because they're they're definitely outliery like there's moments of them that are really good there are moments of them that are just god awful but so as weird as they are both of those trilogies told the literary tale of the hero's journey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like they both did so we're gonna see that i think in this this setup and it's already again like the first one has already got us headed in that direction and Mm -hmm. lucas has always said well first well it is a hero's journey like it hits every single point yeah exactly lucas always said that like they're supposed to you're supposed to see like echoes through all of them like Mm -hmm. the same basically the same themes repeating over and over speaking of echoes i want to i'm gonna jump back to something we were talking about earlier um dead han solo He's alive. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, do you think that uh, Luke will use the power to commune with the dead to talk to Han again? Well, I don't think that's how it works. He can't be a force ghost. That's not how the force works. No, I'm, I'm serious. I don't. That's not. Because he have, had to know how to do it before he died. We have never seen a single. It's not even. It doesn't even matter. We have never seen a single non-force sensitive person ever hmm. come back like that. Ever. Yeah, like, I think ev- Han's gone. If he if he comes back and be in flashbacks, okay. I don't think we're going to see him any other way. And I, I think that that's true. Like his position as being in flashbacks has to be secured because they left so much stuff that we need to know that directly involves him. So he's going to be there. At least has to be a flashback with him in it, and you know, because we got there's stuff we got to know. Yeah, like we really. I mean, like everybody really wants to know what what happened that drove him and Leia apart like those yeah. are things we want to know like, well, I, I did feel like a lot of the uh, the gap story was a little like uh, spoon fed to us yeah well, I mean story. that's kind of I the mean, point it, I mean it has to be I, I, I felt it like could have gone a little bit more of like an of like a, an elegant way in the writing but it's just but it's fine just I, and I feel like what I feel like what we're gonna get is episode 8 is gonna be a lot of Luke and Ray. and yes. I think that yeah. I think that what's gonna happen is if she is not involved with what happened already, which I don't think she is, but I don't know, uh, he's going to sit down and he's going to be like, all right, listen, I'm going to train you, but you need to understand 
what happened. And that's where we're going to get our flash, our yeah. flashing back. He's going to explain to her, "You have to avoid this temptation." Right, and that's how we're going to see how Kyle or how Ben got yeah. tempted. So we're going to see. Have you guys ever spell. heard about Machete Order? No, it's where you watch the films. Uh, you watch A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and then Return yeah, of the Jedi. That's the order I watch them in. Yeah, really, because yeah. it sets up. You at the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back, you find out that Vader is Luke's father. And you can basically use that as a framing device that Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are a flashback, find, like, you know, Luke thinking about, like, what led to my father becoming this and then resolving that story. What like happened? Watching, and not like only that, after, after, you watch, yeah. after you watch three and then you jump to six, the first thing you see is Luke in all black. Like, pretty much, which is awesome after seeing, like, the fall of his father and it's so having black, So having, like, the gap like, yes. in the backstory in between that makes Return of the Jedi all that much more awesome. Yeah, and yeah. you can also cut out... Um, I'm going to do that. Uh, Phantom Menace entirely. entirely. Because yeah. there's oh, no, I'm the totally only cool tie Absolutely. The not only tie is, is there's, like, two mentions important. of Qui-Gon, I think. That's about it. That's well, only, like, here's, well, here's the... Qui-Gon was cool, Here's the thing, though. I never thought... I mean, I guess there was a lot of people that felt this way. I never saw... Uh, Phantom Menace as the bad one of the really? prequel trilogy. I never saw the Phantom Menace as the bad one because I always saw Revenge of the Sith as the bad one. I see. I actually, I always saw the clo- the Attack of the, Attack Clones, of the Clones as yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. But the Clones half of the so movie cool. is just like is Batman Anakin, Anakin rolling around in a yeah. fucking field of daisies and then complaining. Yeah, no, okay, no, no, no. and your point as a female, I appreciated <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hayden Christensen You'll rolling get, around in her. In- You'll get your microphone later. We can talk about your love of that movie. Um. But seriously, we uh, also John Goodman. The, the sand, the I don't like the sand. Diner. Oh my god! Like it just it gets in everything. Yeah, or it bothered me. <laughs> so I, I did. Um, you said you were talking about sand there. Yeah, yeah the sand. The, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough. Yeah, there. Yeah, and he delivers it. The monotone. And I'm like, I would have, I would have been okay with that line, even as, as shitty as that line is. I would have been okay with it if he had delivered it with any kind of like semblance of emotion i understand you're trying to play a man who's emotionally dead inside but like fucking can you act a little bit Mm. and i never i never once thought i never once thought that any of the flaws with anakin skywalker were hayden christensen like i always thought and i definitely because like he's not the only person there you know what i mean like everybody is there they made natalie portman who is a wonderful actress they made her into shit in the third movie yeah, mm-hmm. very true like you're you know breaking I mean? my heart i respect she was her awesome in the second movie though. i respect her as an actress and they were like then you look at attack of the clone or revenge of the sith and you're like why oh, oh i got pregnant and now i'm sad <laughs> she died of a broken heart that was your right. phd in poetry <laughs> seriously that is the worst Line in all of Star Wars. Oh, it died. It's a droid, so a droid dumb. doctor telling me that someone died of a broken heart. No, he should go beep, beep, beep. Her heart just stopped. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like childbirth killed her. Like, they could have just gone with yeah, that. No, yeah, like, that would have been fine. I would have been okay with that. It's a robot. Uh, but then, so now that there was another question that we came up with, we were talking about it when we watched, we sat down and we watched uh, Return of the Jedi before we watched The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, Luke asked Leia if she remembers her mom. <laughs> and and not for nothing in the continuity of Star Wars Bail Organa oh he does have a wife at he the had end. a wife he, he did have a wife. To have a kid so that's the question is is Luke trying to get her to remember her real mom or she's she remembering uh, yeah, Bail Organa's wife you said that was in return right yeah so yeah so at that point Luke already knows but I mean we yeah. could we could jump 
through all of the plot holes yeah. between the, the movies. Um, from a certain point well, of view. Well, quick, uh, bef- before I go, I want to talk about two more things. Okay. Okay. Um, the beginning scene when we see Rey, and she's crawling through the derelict of the derelict ruins of a Star Destroyer. Which is pretty awesome. I, I love that scene. One, because you really get a gravity for how big a, a goddamn Star Destroyer is. Yeah. And two, it's it's like... Like it's like a shadow of an empire, like like long mm-hmm. gone, and it's actually like a little bit like unnerving to mm-hmm. see that. Isn't that something to think about? Especially think about how big that star destroyer was, and think of how much a uh, what's the next step up? Super, Super star destroyer. destroyer. Super star destroyer is. Think about how much more massive they and are. star destroyers fit in a super star destroyer. Well, here's multiple so, do. Multiple. So here's another crazy thought about that. Actually, along the same lines. So think about then how much larger a super star destroyer is. Now think about how little how little the Super Star Destroyer looked when it was crashing into the second Death Star. Yep. That is very And now true. think about that yeah. Death Star in context of Starkiller Base. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, well, God. I guess that's Everything's true. Everything's so massive. Uh, all right, what was the other and, thing? And the other thing, um, Spoke. Snoke. Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. I Sorry. didn't want to talk about it. What did I, I say? I've been saying Spoke the whole time. You, you said, said Spoke. I said Snoke. 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 I said Snoke. 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 Okay, I so Snoke. Snokey. Uh, why did you... Now, um, so, so um, okay. Uh, I'm really excited to hear about uh, who he is, to learn who he is. Also, yes. that hologram looked super convincing, and for a little bit, I actually thought he was, like, 40 feet tall. See, at first, I was, like, kind of pissed. Yeah, I was like, same. okay, there's never, ever been, like... A giant? A giant, <laughs> yeah. ever. No, We've how, never how seen any evidence of a giant humanoid, and all of a sudden, there's just a giant humanoid. And then, and like, because, yeah, they didn't make it look like a hologram. Not like, at it first, just looked not like until it, it went there. away. Yeah, and then it went away, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I was like, I don't know, that yeah, actually bothered like me. He, not act, he isn't actually that big. I'm kind of hoping he's, like, ant-sized. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a theory that's totally not true, but I just, I live in this dream world. <laughs> Uh, where Snoke is the Emperor. Oh, Sidious? Well, I yeah. have been reading a fan theory online that I am actually kind of buying. Plagueis? Plagueis. That's, that, that's that where I was going to go with okay. this. That because, because when they tell the story about Plagueis, I mean, he could not... He, Plagueis became so powerful. Well, Plagueis being Sidious's uh, Sidious's master. master, yeah. Plagueis, Plagueis became so Palpatine's powerful master. that he yes. basically broke the bonds of life and death. Yes. He was a, he's over a thousand years old. He could actually create life from metachlorians. And there's another fan theory that says that he is what created Anakin. Uh, that Ooh. fan theory is actually called the Tom Van Orden. I said that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I... So, yeah, so they, like, they said, yeah, because they said the that, Jesus theory. theory that, yeah, that, yeah. There's basically a Jesus <laughs> yeah. theory that said that somehow, like through manipulation of midichlorians, that like, no, but his mom it, says Anakin through virgin. Well, no. Here's birth. the thing. So yeah. Shmi Skywalker says there was no father. She 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 just got pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And then Palpatine tells Anakin that Plagueis can control midichlorians to yeah. create life. Mm-hmm. Specifically says that <laughs> a being with fuck midichlorians in general, but. Um, actually, I got to tell you uh, something about Blendicorians in a minute. But so, literally, he could just make a child. Yeah. He could just make it happen, and I, I believe that. And the thing I was going to say about Blendicorians is that um, our friend Eric, who we talk about a lot on this podcast, um, he has said that he actually believes that Blendicorians everything. So there is a theory that that makes everything true, like what. What Obi Wan said in A New Hope, and what uh, he said, what Qui Gon said in Episode One, all of it true. Okay, Midichlorians do not create the Force. Okay, okay. Midichlorians have nothing to actually even do with the Force. 
They are microbial organisms that are attracted to force sensitivity. Mm. Okay. So essentially, if you are very force sensitive, you have a lot of them because they're attracted to right. your force sensitivity. They don't really do it. They're like essentially like little, you know, just little bugs that live in your system. Well, I mean, like uh, there's platelets on your blood that you can just detect. Yeah. So it's just that's. I mean, I and I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That why, why now we have back then they had a. A, uh, a concrete way to tell you how force sensitive you were or if you yeah. were very so it was just that you know you can I mean like you you, know, you have a high concentration of these amiibos that live or but amiibos maybe, amiibos amiibos maybe the amiibos that, concentration of amiibos but maybe there is some kind of symbiosis with the host that um, the more the medichlorians actually uh, help with your attuning to the force. See, I don't know because we I, we'd have to look at what like if the, if even metachlorians exist in non-force sensitive right. people, which is something we're never going to happen because everybody is just going to ignore that, that ever yep. even happened yes. existed. Obviously. <laughs> um so yeah, but I, I think that was a nice way to kind of I I put myself in that mindset and actually fan theories in general make the prequel trilogy much more watchable. Yeah. Yeah. When you're well, like and knowing um, and knowing things too like that Darth Maul still alive knowing that what Yoda said at the end of Revenge of the Sith about being able to commune with Qui-Gon Jinn actually has some relevance in the expanded universe. Stuff. Yes. Like, the, well, knowing these things makes it all so much better. But if they tie that back together, if they explain that Darth Darth Plagueis is... Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> and that he also not only did, created um, Anakin and then you know waited, basically made Palpatine think he was dead, waited until the Empire fell apart, used that as an opportunity... And then also drew another member of that family to the dark side. It just it kind of ties things together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. I like that. It, ties, it would tie that into why um, why Kylo Ren would be obsessed with Darth Vader if he yeah. told him. Also, I created your family. Basically. Also, how how metal was it that he had Darth Vader's skull? Dude, and well, that, that monologue skull was in there. That, like, skull I his, like his mask. Me. I was well, like, no. Do you guys oh, think the skull yeah. was in there? No, the skull was no. in there. The skull was absolutely in there's there. There's no, I mean, there's no, no way. It was because, totally in there. Because here's the thing. Hey, he took off his mask before he died. Why would a skull be in there? All right. There? Well, wait. We need to remember because something. This is the funeral pry. This is, it's yeah. called pyre. Yeah. Pyre. 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 Yes. Pyre. Sorry. Okay. He wholesale burned Darth Vader at, <laughs> on the funeral pyre. No, I'm serious. Which is a 10-hour Yule log. Yeah, yeah, you can get that on YouTube. Did they have a ten hour just like yeah, yeah Darth Vader burning you yeah. off? But no, but that's the thing. You need to look at it. He's he's he burns he's him with the mask off. Yeah, yeah. Fire won't really will melt. I guess whatever the hell that shit is made out of. It will plastic. literally the whole way that space plastic. The whole reason that funeral pyres exist and cremation is because fire burns through bone. There's no way yeah. his skull is in that helmet. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be in no way. No, I hope literally not. impossible. Do you think that means that all of the ash that it's sitting on in that little case is Darth Vader? It might have the rest of Darth Vader. No, okay, I want to say something. Because um, Anakin gets burned to bits at the end of Revenge of the Sith, episode three. So it makes sense that maybe he, maybe part of his skull got, got um, replaced with metal. That also could be, and which is why yeah. he, which is why that piece survived. We have, we'd have to go back and look at Return of the Jedi because that's we see his whole head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm I don't. Gonna to, I'm gonna think. I do have to go see the movie uh, again. Well, we got to see yeah, it all. Again. I'm gonna see it Force Awakens again for sure. But, all right. Um, 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah, those, those are my theories. All um, right. Thank you very much. Thank for you for uh, being here, Adam. I'm going to go into ad, and then when we get back, we'll be swapping up our guest rotation here. Um, bye, bye, Adam. Bye. Nice seeing you. So we're going to see. Bye, Take Adam. Care, guys. Bye, yeah, all right. Adam. <laughs> Do you want to get the most out of your dollar? Amazon is the world's largest online store with millions of items available at prices significantly below retail. With Amazon Prime, you can also get free. You also get free two-day shipping, music, and movies to stream, and special discounts. Just go to commongeek.tv/affiliates and click the link for a free 30-day trial. You want your stuff, and you want it cheap and fast. So go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates and make your holiday shopping that much easier. I need to update this ad. Uh, yeah, guys, the holidays are over. Just make your daily shopping that much I mean, easier. New Year's is still coming. What do you buy people for New Year's? I don't know. It's my favorite Actually, holiday. Actually, uh, Russians celebrate us, uh, New Year's over Christmas. It's basically... So you can do that. If you have a lot of Russian friends... Go, go buy them. That's actually true. That is the thing that happens. Oh, yeah. The Russian New Year is over the solstice. Yep. Which is near Christmas time. So Star Wars, huh? Hi. Welcome back. Hi. Okay. Meg is now our official guest, so she can stop leaning onto me. Meg. Hi, Ruth. All right. So <clears throat> we got some. We got to get down to brass tacks now. Now that Adam is gone, we got to talk serious game just to piss him off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty okay movie. Um <laughs> I really like that you could look up and see her. I, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm I'm on board with that that thought about uh, Plagueis being Plagueis, whatever Plagueis. Plagueis, yes. Ah, okay. I don't know. I haven't watched Revenge of the Why Sith. Why do you know that? I haven't watched Revenge, I guess, of, the yeah, I Revenge of the Sith. Revenge right, of the Sith it. is my favorite one. That's right. I forgot. They I haven't watched that. Revenge of the Sith in like five years. I gotta say, the, the Ewan McGregor, like, you were the chosen one, like, at the end of the movie, oh, was amazing. Like, yeah, just him screaming, just... like... Ewan McGregor... Ewan McGregor carried that original I was gonna trilogy, say, he, really. mm-hmm. he yeah. took that... He took uh, Revenge of the Sith from being kind of like a middling film. Yeah. He took it to a place where I will actually... I mean, I can actually watch it. Yeah, I, that, that is the one in the original trilogy that I can go back and be like, yeah, I might as well watch this one, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I do, I do feel like he is at a wonderful... It is a wonderful thing that we have Ewan McGregor, and that um, we can have some Obi Wan, yes. in our lives. Yep. That because whole, when Ray grabs the um, lightsaber, lightsaber, and um, you hear like you can hear Obi Wan say Ray. And do you know how they did that? Yes, you know they, they got that? spliced um, a piece of. Um, of Alec oh, yeah. Guinness saying afraid. afraid. And they took away yeah. the A and they took away the D and they just said, and it turned out to be Ray. So Did they were able to get like Alec Guinness's Alec voice, Guinness's so voice cool. who's been dead. Yeah, but it's got to be at some point either we won't ever hear from Obi-Wan Kenobi ever again, which I find highly unlikely. Or they're going to have to get over and replace well, with Ewan McGregor. Well, they did. And, and, well, he was, there was he some was, other he stuff. He came in and did, yeah, yeah. They, I think they ended up not using it, but he came in, like, they ended up using, I think, like, like cuts from the other movies, mm-hmm. but they, he came in and recorded. Like, Abrams yeah. was like, hey, like, you, would you come record for us? And apparently, like, McGregor was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. was all about he, I mean, because, in, like, so because at this point. So what they did, I think they spliced some of Alec Guinness with Ewan McGregor. That, yeah. And just mm-hmm. so, to make it so that it was a little bit more substantial. Is Frank Oz still alive? Yes, and yes, Frank and Oz he recorded. Yoda. I was he so he did record Yoda, Yoda dialogue. Yeah, yes. or, or or did they not use the Frank Oz stuff? No, I, they I, did. I'm gonna have to go back the, re- the new recordings. I yeah. do need to go okay, watch yeah, the film did. again because yeah. everyone talked about hearing this, and I don't remember hearing any of those. I remember it's in, it's, yeah. it's very <laughs> brief. It doesn't. Yeah, it's right at the end as she's like falling out of it. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it was. I mean, well, that's right. That's right up there with uh, right up there with you know Liam Neeson recorded lines for uh the. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that's yep. true. 
Because when, when, when Anakin goes, him. he says, no! Yeah. And, that, and that's where you kind of understand that Qui-Gon can come from the past yeah. to... And you know what would be insane? Okay. I'm serious. This would just make me the happiest man in the world if they brought Liam Neeson on as a Force ghost. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. He'd be yeah. like, listen, this is my... So, and like... Because I think he walk appeared over- to Darth Vader in an Expanded Universe comic at one point. Yeah. So, like, it would be really awesome if you're like, listen, this is... So we sit down and some at some point Luke gets a hold of Kylo Ren or something like that and he's like, listen, these are the people that came before you. I know you can see them. They're, you know, your Force Ghosts. And it's like, Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson in the same six feet of space I would lose yeah. it. that would be everything maybe he'll do like a reverse of what Kylo Ren does instead of pulling information putting Put information in. yeah that would be pretty badass I'm not gonna lie yeah I, I actually would like that like if like like the like the dark side could pull information from people's brains like, like but the light side power was the opposite where they could like show them things see what's I, interesting I, 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 I what's interesting that. to me is that I don't I wondered because they never really showed it um I wonder if it if he's actually pulling the information from them, or if he's literally just torturing them until yeah. they, they give it to him. I think he's just torturing them until yeah, he gives so. it to them. Because like, from what they kind of but he could pull information from Ray's mind. Yeah, because like, he, like, he knew she he knew she knew he she, he knew she'd seen the map. Well, in the same way, it makes sense because remember uh, Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi picked up like that Luke had a sister yeah. just by being in the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I, it's probably a combination of the two because there's. Like, yes. there's, there's no way that, like, you could just learn, he's, you know, we, we're led to believe that he's, like, this very basic apprentice, or he was a very basic apprentice of Luke Skywalker before he snapped and went off the deep end. So, I can't imagine that he would be, I mean, and we see with his lightsaber, too, his lightsaber is unstable and, like, oh, man, a crossbar, that looks really cool. Remember, like, he's not a Sith, he's a Knight of Ren, I think it's yeah, yeah. Knight's threat, which you see what also just briefly... And like a, it was that I think that was part of the flashback. flashback. I think yeah. you see like very briefly there was others, but that was it. So yeah, but like he, you know, he's got this unstable lightsaber. He's got all this like stuff, and it's like you don't expect somebody with that level of training to just be like, Bloody "Give me all Skywalker. of your information." Huh? Well, I think I think he said he's think, not a Skywalker. I think at some point he's a solo. He is a solo, you idiot. He yes, is also a Skywalker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? Leia, Leia, Leia. She doesn't count. He's a solo. Um, oh. Fine. His last think, name. His last name is Solo. I think when he's saying something to Ray, I think he says something along the lines of, "I could pull this from you, but I'd rather like torture it." Like I think is kind of his thing. Say this. He, so, say this. Yeah. He, he's a sadist and a masochist. I still don't understand that hitting yourself thing to keep going. To feel it's the dark side. He's feeling yeah. his pain. Yeah. Is that a dark pain? Side thing? Yeah. I mean, okay. pain fuels the dark side. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought fear fueled the dark side. Fear, pain, Neg- negativity fuels yeah. the dark side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. What, Falling yeah. in love with people, apparently. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, you're right. He is, I guess, technically a Skywalker, but I definitely feel like he's more of a Solo. And how did he keep his hair <sighs> so beautiful under that mask? I don't know. And yeah, I, I was like, really like amazed. Boom, he no it, mask. He pulls the like, mask off, and it just like flows out. And I'm like, you can't tell me you're not like sweating under that. thing. Holy like, shit, it's on. Fabio! <laughs> like his hair is just like so gorgeous, and you're like, he, he uses some really good conditioner. There. Must do force conditioner. Yeah. 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 Has yeah. chlorians in it, yeah. but see but again. So at the at the end of the day, he still was like a phenomenal villain for what he was, which was a whiny bitch. Well, you know, Elena, uh, uh, my fiance, watches guy. girls, and I like the whole time I was watching, I was like, I, I was like, I want to see that guy be a bad guy in something. Like, I, like I, I would just like just just like the way he carried himself and everything. I was yeah. like, I just kind of want him to like be evil, 
And then they were like, Adam Driver's the bad guy. I was like, fuck yeah. I'm and he has that. like such yeah. a face that looks so weird, but also like oddly attractive. Also, I know. I when what? they showed him and, 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 uh, uh, like Harrison Ford, like together, like with their faces there, I was like, I totally could like believe that, like, that's like his kid. I am. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, especially like between like him and like Carrie Fisher, I was like, I, I believe well, that. Well, the only thing yeah. that people pointed out is that none of them have black hair. No one in their families has black hair. Anakin Skywalker had dark hair. He had like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dirty blonde hair. No, it was like dark. Eh. It changed. Yeah, he had, he had dirty blonde hair as a, as a young boy, but it got darker as he got older. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I mean that could Bad also be had dark hair. We have his whole. I mean, we have his whole family tree. We could just pick it out because Batman I mean, did I mean, have dark hair. Also, and, and he's, he's had obviously hair, an emo like, boy. You know. He could dye it. Do you really? Oh, he's dying his hair. Okay, I mean, okay. Now that we're talking about emo yeah, boy, emo Kylo okay, Ren. There we go. Emo Kylo Ren Twitter. <laughs> yep. I want. Yeah, this is on my list. I want to talk about this. Has, have you, has everybody seen this? Yes, it yes. is. Yeah, it is okay. wonderful. Um, wait, wait. Here's the newest one. I just want to read it just because I have it up. Hux and I are building a new Death Star in place of the one that broke. Hux says, "If we don't, if we don't, it lets them win. It will be the same, but bigger." <laughs> I told Hux my dad what my dad said about Death Stars, and he is coming over for moral support. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, Ruth, have you seen this? Yeah, oh my god, Lucy just showed it to me. So yeah, uh, you know, it's all good things. My dad knocked over my model Death Star and broke it, but he did not apologize. He said people should stop making Death Stars. I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, you shouldn't make fun of People have real struggles out there, Kylo Ren. God. Yeah. So, yeah. He's crawling in his skin. He really is. He really is. Like I said, he is the, he's, an emo, he's the emo Sith. He's not a Sith, though. No, but he, he, he desperately wants to be. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which I find interesting. You, know, you don't ever, that's never something that's breached in any of the any of the other films hmm. is that there are people out there who are just dark jedi who don't want to do who are not the sith yeah like, Wait, you know that's, I mean? that's a thing yeah uh, i didn't know that was a thing i, thought, jarek, I, thought, it, I thought it wasn't like a choice to be sith like, come on thought, dude like, do you not do you not know who jarek is jarek was the leader of the dark jedi did you not play dark forces 2 I'll, I'll end you no but like i guess i didn't ever think of sith as being a choice it is. I always thought it's like you're either a Jedi or a Sith. Like if you're a Force no. user, you got no. Because if there's the Sith, there's only ever two Sith. If there's Sith, yeah, there's only two Sith. I just figured there was only ever two people who didn't use the light side. At yeah. The time. Obviously, these Knights of Ren or whatever are a bunch of dark for- dark yeah. Force users. Like it's just it is what it is. There's there are there the Sith used to be well, the, the uh, Sith or the Empire also had I think they were called the Inquisitors. They were like a group yeah. of like yeah Force. they were introduced in Rebels. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were like force sensitive, basically like interrogators. Yeah, so I mean, in a, so what used to happen was back in the old, 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 old times, the old Republic times, there was the count, the Jedi Council, and there was a bunch of Jedi, and then there was the Sith. The Sith were like like the Empire, like except for instead of stormtroopers, they literally had a bunch of dark Jedi, right? But they were all Sith because mm-hmm. that was their allegiance. Excuse me. As time went on, they realized that the problem with getting a bunch of evil dudes together is yeah. that they're all going to try and fucking kill each other to be the most powerful, which is when they introduced the rule of two. The rule of two, which is, you know, there's always one, a master and an apprentice. Uh, the master to hold the power, the apprentice to covet it. Um, so, th- so there's that rule of two now, 
back in the day, yeah, there was a million Sith. So there can only ever be two official Sith. Sidious kind of broke that, didn't he? How? I mean, how long was Dooku? Dooku him? was never an apprentice, I don't think. No, Dooku was his apprentice. Yeah. So how long? I was read he something recently that said he was never an official apprentice. <laughs> well, no, he he had a Darth name. He was Darth Tyrannus. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So he wasn't a he. But notice this. He did not take Anakin on as his apprentice until Anakin literally fucking decapitated him. Right, but I'm just saying, like, Maul and Dooku at the same time. There was not Maul and Dooku okay. at the same time. Cause Dooku, he had, well, because he had raised Maul since he was a kid. Yeah. So Maul was his apprentice. Maul died. He took on Dooku as his apprentice. Okay. Anakin decapitated Dooku. He looked at Anakin doing that and was like, good. Do it. Let the hate flow through you. Yeah, that was the best part of that movie, in my opinion, was that he was sitting there. He's like... Anakin, no. And then, and then he was like, he's like, I shouldn't kill him. And then he dipped into the Palpatine voice and was like, do it. And it was like, Psh. but we're gonna. I still don't buy. How did Anakin not realize? Hmm, that was a little dark. How? How is? Is that because? Is he, wait, put a hood on. Put a hood on real quick. Does no. Well, like, first off, nobody had ever seen the Emperor ever. I mean, Sidious. Yeah, nobody had ever seen Darth Sidious ever. So nobody knew what he looked like. Right. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew what he looked like. And he was always on here's the thing is that non-force users don't really apply to the same code as force users. So, yeah, a guy who is not a Jedi can very easily just be like, yes, kill him. Like, because that's your gut reaction as a human being. It's like, yeah. that guy held me captive, tried to torture me, and started a war. Fucking kill him. I just also realized, did they ever really address the fact that I know we're not really talking about The Force Awakens right now, but... It's a Star Wars holiday special, so we're going to talk about Star Wars. Uh, but can we... The fact that he was definitely on Coruscant the whole time. Because, remember, they show him in... Uh, oh, jeez. In Phantom Menace, uh-huh. it shows him with Count Dooku on Coruscant, and that's when... Uh, or not Last, Count Dooku, we'll reveal Maul. ourselves to the Jedi. Yeah, he says, we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Like, they're clearly on Coruscant. Yeah. That is not Naboo. Yeah. So... There's a, there, okay. I mean, there's a scene of Darth Maul's ship landing on Naboo. I don't know what else you want. I don't, I don't want <laughs> no. to just like point out holes again. But like, how did just no one maybe sense that he was? That's what I mean. The Jedi yeah. Temple, which is like on yeah. the same planet. Yeah, well, they, like, how are they just like, whoa? There's a huge disturbance going on. Like, Here's the thing, though. They, they mention yeah. they mention it starting in Episode One. They mention that they've been clouded of late. Okay, like you I know what I mean. That. So the second that I assume that Palpatine was really good at hiding his essence in just in general. Okay. Until his machinations became too big, that's when he immediately was like, nope, no more force sensitivity on this planet. Fuck you guys. Um, so I think that, that there's probably a relationship there. And I think that the only reason that he started clouding their vision, like just even clouding it, was when Maul came with him to Coruscant. Because right. I, don't, I don't think that Maul was on Coruscant the whole time. I doubt that. Yeah. Um, and also they could, very well could have been uh, on Naboo because Palpatine was a senator – yeah, well, I'm just bill. saying, but that, that scene very much looks like Coruscant. Yeah. So. Which, actually, I want to go back and watch that movie now and make sure that Palpatine wasn't supposed to be on Naboo during the blockade. Hey, well, I'll watch it with you. I like that movie. Yeah. I like the prequel trilogy because that's the first one that I really, like, sat Although, down and watched, especially yeah. when I was, like, a kid. Like, the first one came out when I was seven. I guess Sidious could so. get out of the blockade if he wanted to. He'd just be like... It's his I, fucking blockade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, there's a lot of... It's very convenient when you put a man like uh, Palpatine in his position. Sheev also is his first name, I found out. Yeah. When you put a man like Palpatine in his position, he can just do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. 
like, I am both the Dark Emperor who's controlling this side, and I am also the Senator who's controlling this side. I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, there were two other things I did want to talk about with The Force Awakens. Okay, yeah, well, obviously. I mean, all right, there well, was one I thing wanna... that I kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's hit Go Meg ahead. first. Go. Yeah. Mas Kanata. Is that the new is one? That... I haven't oh, even mentioned her yet. Oh, I, love her. I, know. I love her. Is that Cantina Lady? Yes. yes. And so, we grandma. were talking earlier about um, minorities and women's being, women being primarily featured. Well, Mas Kanata was played by Lupita Nyong'o, who was both a minority and a woman. I don't know who that is. I mean, other than the parents, she was a in, She animal. won the Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave. For there we go. Yeah, but she was. Oh gosh, she was just a fantastic character. I love that. Like her eyeballs were like all cool and stuff, and she could kind they of the glasses. see into people and what they were. And she was the one who had um, Luke Skywalker's uh, lightsaber, lightsaber. and you're just kind of like, where? Like, did who she are you? Get, <laughs> who are you? And where did you get this? And I'm hoping. I'm. I fingers crossed that she is coming back in episode 8 so we can find and get these answers to these questions. I mean, they destroyed her cantina, so I guess... How many... And how many people... That's actually the thing, though. How many characters in this movie do you, like... Do you look at them and you're like, Who are you? It's like, how do you know all these things? How do you have all these things? Who are you? Yeah. And again, like you pointed out, this takes place in an entire galaxy. Yeah. And yet everything, like, there's, like... Comes together. Like, how does, like, Luke and Leia end up, like, making out? Like, like yeah. all of these things. It's like, we're in an entire galaxy, yet everything feels... My uh, Maybe my one complaint about The Force Awakens and honestly kind of Star Wars in general is, like... It feels small. Uh, it, it feels tiny. Yeah. Yet it's it's in an entire galaxy. So I wondered that, too. I was like, where the hell did she yeah. get that? Also, did anyone else get Jumanji vibes out of the box? Yes. Kind of yes. calling to her? Yeah. I, was waiting was... For, I was waiting for it to be like... Dum, 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 yes. dum, dum, and I was like, no, but... don't open that box! That, but at the same have... time, it like explained that. Like, yeah. the lightsaber called to her because it was yeah. sleeps. Yeah, I know, but I still... It was her father's. Vibes. I mean, come on. I just think that whole canteen scene was pretty cool. Also, um, remember when J.J. Abrams had that contest to, like, somebody won and they could be in Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. about that. So the winner of that was in that cantina scene I was oh, reading. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Also, the composer of the music in the cantina scene, his name is um, Lin-Manuel something. Oh, shoot, I forget his name. Nailed it. Last name. Yeah. She's he doing was, so good with the names, too. I know. Usually I am. He's the one who, if you've heard of the movie, not the movie, the the play Hamilton on Broadway right now, he composed the music for that, and he actually, oh, wow. yeah. So he composed like J.J. Um, Abrams went to see Hamilton, and he was like, "Oh, that's like this. This is awesome." He went back to meet the guy, and he was like, "Yeah, can you write music for me?" That plays kind of a big deal right now. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty much of a big deal, but he. Um, he asked Lin Manuel to be like, "Hey, can you compose some music for me?" And he's like, "Sure, for what?" And he was like, "Star Wars." And he was like, "Yes." I would have said no. I would have been like, "No, yeah, like I won't do but it." But he made no. him fight John Williams first, and so he created the cantina music for um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. It was the only new music that John Williams did not compose. For John Williams did a great job. This, this. You know what I really oh, love? Yes, the music was so. Yes, good. let's now okay. we can segue into music. Okay, so music. Um, there is a there's a, a track because the Force Awakens soundtrack is already available to listen to on Google Play and in general it's widespread yeah. you can go uh, but by um, awesome. the last song is called The Jedi Steps and Ending Credits mm-hmm. okay I really loved because in a lot of the previews they played a version of the Binary Sunset song oh okay uh, like the doo 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 so they played that uh in all of, like the the preview stuff, right? And then 
that song at the end, the Jedi steps, it's like all the build up, the build up, the build up, and then it cuts quiet. And as she extends the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker, that theme yep. started playing, and I got goosebumps. I was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" And then, as with the end of all Star Wars films, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, and then it goes, and I was like, "That was everything I ever wanted from that that song ever." Because yep. <laughs> like Binary Sunset was my favorite, one of my favorite pieces from the original movie. It's just great. Also, I did, I did not cry in the theater as soon as the crawl and song started. In it yes, she like, did. Like, yeah, I, was, I, I, I had like a tear. I, I was like, oh my god, like falling. that that hit me harder than like almost anything in the movie. It was just like as soon as the crawl started. Watch, was, watching uh, that movie with Megan was an amazing experience because she first off, you the know, second, you know who watching it was with was an amazing experience. Huh? My little sister Sarah. She was sobbing when Han died. Oh so, 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 well, so what happened was okay. So Meg. <laughs> You know, we watched the previews. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, previews. Then the Lucasfilm logo. Oh, like 30 of them that you got yeah. to see before. The yeah. Lucasfilm logo pops up. Megan grabs my hand. And I, then that was, wait, I mean, that was it. There was Lucasfilm yeah. a long time ago, and her hand grip got tighter. And then the bah, hit up, and she she yeah. let go of my hand, went like this, like covered her face, and then I, could, I looked over, and there was a tear. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I just had that one single, like, nostalgia tear just fall down. I was like, yes. And then, but so then, you know, because being a couple is a thing. She, you know, she was holding my hand, and we were watching the movie. But, like, it got to a point where, I guess there are a lot of people that Megan knows. I recognize a lot of the people, but I didn't recognize Simon Pegg's ca- um, cameo just because his voice was so distorted. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't and, you know, it. he played a CGI character, so it was kind of weird. But no, he was not. That was not CGI. That was and, not CGI. And, and that was a puppet. He was inside that. Yeah, he, that was actually him in that suit. He played the guy. No, Simon Pegg. No, Simon Pegg. He played the junk. The junk dealer where she what? was going. The metal Something dealer. Oh, yeah, that was Simon really? Pegg. So fucking Pegg. But so anyway, so she's she's had my hand. And, you know, Meg is very excitable. And so every, like, 30 seconds, somebody new would show up and squeeze, squeeze my hand. And, like, I, after, like, maybe 30 minutes, my hand's starting to hurt. I had to turn and look at her. I was like, I don't know who these people are. I'm yeah. glad you're excited, but stop. <laughs> like, there's a million people in this movie, and I know you know every last one of them. Their first name, their last <laughs> name, their parents, their history, where they were born, where they live know. now. I was like, cool it. It's fine. Yay. Star Wars. I need feeling back in that my hand. Still, that was really the uh, Greg Grunberg, who was Matt Parkman on Heroes. I still yeah, he's just like what the fuck. I was yeah, I was just like totally yeah, not. I saw expecting. him. I was like, oh, you're from Heroes. Well, so no, I had to look him up because I was like, why does he look so familiar? He's got a beard now. That was yeah. Like, I was like, why are you familiar? And then I looked. I was like, son of a bitch. I was also surprised because he's currently on Heroes Reborn. Not to, anyway, well, like a you know, um, Domino Gleeson, who was in Harry Potter. His dad, um, Brendan Gleeson, was also in Harry Potter. He played Mad Eye Moody. Mm. Uh, Domino Gleeson played uh, Fred Bill. George Bill Bill he played Bill and he was also one of the rebels just yeah out of nowhere yeah and then I think Andy Serkis is he played Hux s- going back to Snope <coughs> Domino Gleeson oh okay okay that's sorry um sorry uh, like Gwendolyn Christie's Phasma, I thought that was fantastic, especially to have a woman in power like that. <coughs> I thought that also going back to women and minorities. Um, I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. Also worth mentioning, she is a terrifying woman. She is. It's just like outside of Phasma, outside of like all of her others. Like she, when you yeah. look at her, I'm like, she's so elegant. Like yeah, I, I would have is, to look up to her, and is, I'm, that's not normal for me. She's yeah. like six yeah. foot three, and I would have to look up. Yeah, so, yeah. she is fantastic. Like, and oh, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I've seen her in if, her costume for Game of Thrones as Bran. Is that Bran Tarth? Bran yeah. Tarth. So I, if I ever, oh my gosh, I just, if I ever I met her, friend. I would be like shaking. I'd be like. 
All right, and now I like Phasma even more now that I know who Gwendolyn Christie is. I can never remember who she is, but I always yeah. recognize what? the name. Yeah, that's weird. I thought you would have remembered that. Yeah. I, I, know, I know who Brianna Tarth is, but I always forget right. that, the who the actress is. Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah. Oh, I mean, every single actor in this movie was fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that they, they all Oscar were Isaac. Very, I think that Waldo. just for the most part, like all these actors went into this knowing that this was going to be a huge deal. And I think they treated it with such a reverent with such a reverence to what the movie and the series is in general to a lot of people. It's a very like big thing. The the second that's going back like, to Oscar Isaac, the second that the X Wings started skimming across the water and I saw the black one at the front. I was like, yes! Yeah, you go immediately. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ruth? I feel like Star Wars has gotten to the point where the fans are actually making it, which is yeah. why it's so yeah. good because yeah. everybody making it has so much well, respect for it. Right. Also, Lucas is not making it. Yeah. Also. yeah. I, was, yeah. I, um, I was reading an article yesterday. Um, it was Kevin Smith talking about when he went to set and I know this has been floating around for a long time, but I actually like sat down and watched the clip of when I think it was from Comic-Con this past year, and he was talking about when he when he visited the set, and he got to walk on the Millennium Falcon, and that, like, just seeing, like, a, a major fanboy start to, like, like, freaking out about it, I was like, if he's freaking out about it, that means it's good news for every other fan yeah. who will be just, it's, it's just, like, watching the movie, like, I didn't talk in the beginning, but... For me, it was it was going back to my childhood, and when I watched the first movie with my dad and going to see it in theaters, it was it was just. I got I, to it, see the re-releases in theaters with my dad, oh, and then I got to see no. the the original trilogy or the the, the prequel, prequel trilogy. trilogy with my dad. So for Christmas, I took my dad to see. That was it. Like, awesome. so that was like so a huge nice. like childhood like connection yeah. for me. That like yeah. All right, my, so we're gonna real quick. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'll say we're going to do something unprecedented in this podcast. We're going to do a third ad read because I have to take a break real quick. And uh, I'll be reading. Do you want to make a website on guaranteed uptime and WordPress support? DreamHost is a powerful web host with packages built for consumers and business. DreamHost powers ComicGeek.tv along with tons of other websites. If you want your ideas to reach the world and you want quality service, go to DreamHost.com and use the offer code CommonGeek to get 10% off one year of hosting. That's DreamHost.com, offer code CommonGeek. So we're back. Hi. Um, hey, hey, how's it going? Sorry, it's hey. too much coffee, not enough. Not, enough not time. sitting here. <laughs> um, Since we talked about music, can we talk about cinematography for just a yes, slight bit? Yes, please. That scene on Jakku with the Millennium Falcon uh, strafing and go- through the de- through the Star Destroyer and the Tie Fighters was some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just in general, all of all of the the combat. Yeah. All the action scenes were so well well crafted. Like, I mean, I knew that was going to happen because I'd seen Star Trek before, and I was like, "Well, duh." Yeah. Um, Poe Dameron flying into the to Starkiller base and like shooting all of that stuff. Yeah, internally. or even just walking into the cantina. Yeah, like was beautiful. It, it really made me think of A New Hope. Like when yep. they walk into the cantina in A New yep. Hope, I was like, "This is so perfect." I mean. The whole film was good, but it was really the combat scenes, the the, the starfighter combat scenes that really stood out to me so much. That's like, what those dog fights, especially the one that happened like right over them, like when they were on Starkiller base, like mm-hmm. like like when you, there was like a fight on the ground and there's like the dog fights in the sky. That was even just the initial else. escape and, from the star destroyer, just yeah, that yeah. strafing on the bottom, shooting the cannons, figuring out how a tie fighter works. Every, I mean, <laughs> it is a it is a well known fact that I am a big fan of space flight 
games, like games, movies, TV, like all of it. So for the Starfighter aficionado in myself, everything about this film was just perfect. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I just like, just like, and it was so well composed that I understood every single thing that was happening. Right, there was no like, dark, like Dark Knight Everybody's just yes, flying blurred. Fit. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the Dark Knight. That was um, Batman Begins. Dark Knight had that a bit too. They fixed it. Uh, there's only one obstructed, really obstructed fight in the Dark Knight. It was when he was fighting in the dance club. Yeah, and that was on purpose. Uh, yeah, but like Batman Begins was really just blurs and punch noises. Yeah, which was cool because it made it feel like close and gritty. Yeah, but like it, yeah, you wanted to know what was happening. Um. um. So I had just I had another thing. Can we? I wanted to go back to Star Killer Base real quick just to talk about physics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So it sucks the energy from the sun in, right, and uses that to shoot. So the right. sun does not come back. No. Right. It's that not like they're re-releasing strong. the energy. Yeah, out I think it has to find no. a new sun every single time. So just it can move then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, base. the speed of yes. light. I mean, yes. faster than the speed. It has of light. to be right. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't come apart. I guess we, we've kind of discussed about how the, the Death Star also could could do that. It had like yeah. how many like yeah uh, yeah that was a really that was a burning question I had was okay so they were one second orbiting wherever the Death Star was built the next second they're orbiting Alderaan Alderaan is gone the next second they're orbiting Yavin like yep my question is if they have hyperdrives on the Death Star why did they warp to the other side of Yavin four and not to the side that actually had the base. Because plot intention, yo. I uh, I also read that if they were actually sucking power from a sun, I think this might have been like a Neil deGrasse type, like Tyson, uh-huh. like tweeting about like this wouldn't work. But I think he said like they would have been able to not to destroy like five planets. They would have been able to destroy like massive like star systems. Yeah, like, like the maybe, entire fucking yeah. galaxy. <laughs> well, actually, maybe then it's sucking in the energy, destroying the planets, and then using the remaining energy to get to wherever they need to go next. That would make sense. I'm I, I, I'm going to accept that because it takes yeah. a lot of energy to move a planet. Yeah, yeah. Does it? <laughs> I think so. I yeah. think so. Also to build one, but we're going to... Well, I guess they hollowed one out or yeah. something. It's a little confusing if we're honest here. Let's all just be honest. So I pretty much, like, when I went to the movie, I was just like, ignore science. Like, that was yeah. just all well, I told myself. Just, isn't that Star Wars in general? Like, yeah. as yeah. I said, there's no yeah. physics it's, in Star Wars. Isn't that science fiction science. in general? No, it's definitely... Um, science fantasy? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, my one other thing that comes to mind... Uh, and we kind of talked about this immediately after the three of us left the movie. Sorry, Travis and Ruth. Um, but I want to talk about it again. But you're involved in this conversation, at least. Um, the scene at the end, Ray shows up unannounced. He doesn't theoretically know her. From our perspective, at least, he doesn't know her. And she pulls out a lightsaber. And yes, that she just, like, you know, just holds it out. But if I'm a guy who's been on the run for, like, five or ten years, and someone just shows up that I don't know and pulls out a lightsaber, there's not a lot of opportunity just I'm going to give them to move. Who the fuck are you? So that, that also, like, supports my theory that, like, she was he, – he was training her and her memory was wiped at one point because um, he – I feel like he recognizes her. Like, he thought he, she was dead and then, like, sees yeah. her show up and is like, oh. So, I don't know. Again, yeah, this is awkward. <laughs> in, a, in a fugitive situation, I would just imagine him just yanking it out of her hand, if nothing else. Well, maybe yeah, no, was, I think, I think he knows who she is. The, I think he recognizes the, her. The backwards way, so that if he would have taken it, he could have like lit it up and just murdered her if, I, if, I, if that had happened. <laughs> or was she holding it so that she's just like... It, I think she was holding it so that the, the hilt was towards him. Yeah, 
So that would make sense. Like he, she, it's that's a show of, you know, I'm just here to give this back to you. I'm not here like to murder you or. No, anything. I'm I'm like 85 percent sure that the blade was facing him. Oh really? Yeah, well, I'm pretty okay, sure it was. That's something to keep in mind when we go to see it. Yeah, again. I'm gonna have to, well, to go see it again and write that down, dude. But down. I mean, not for nothing. He is also like one of the most force sensitive people in the galaxy right now. And he probably recognizes that he's like force- he would know if she had come there to yeah. kill him. Yeah. Do you think he can? De- can they detect motive in that way? Well, but, yeah, because I know he can detect force sensitivity. In the movie, Ren looked at Finn and was just like, kind of like, like, like I imagine just like scowling at him, like under the mask, <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" And then you just see like, like Finn, like kind of freeze up, and then he moves on. So like, clearly he was like. This guy's up to something. So right. there, there must be some kind of like yeah, sensitivity. I mean, it, even in general, like as a human being, you can tell when somebody is going to do something bad. Yeah. Just being a person. I guess I'm just more paranoid if I was on the run from from people. And, he, that's and like, like, I, he's I not, hit a map inside a droid and went to all this trouble. I don't, yeah. I don't think you understand. He is not on the run. <clears throat> the only person that Luke Skywalker is running from is his, himself. Right. Whoa, he, I'm just saying, I mean, he isolates himself because he feels like he failed. He's not running from anybody. He, I, 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 I guarantee a lot of people are hunting him, so I feel like he would know that he is on the run from somebody. I don't see that's the thing. I actually don't. I don't even know if he would be aware of what's going on. He's do you kid. legitimately think? I'm, I'm serious. Do you legitimately think that the Luke Skywalker we have come to see, like our whole lives, we've been inundated with the most? He's like the most heroic person in the world. He self-sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like he is. Above and beyond every other hero in any other piece of fiction, because he, that's how they paint him. Like he is the hero. That Luke Skywalker would not just let this happen. Oh, so you think he's just completely cut off? So I he think yeah, know he, it's happening. He's upset because Kylo Ren turned to the dark side. He, he doesn't. Like it's a failure on his training that he was giving him. But I don't think. But he, he knows somebody fell, fell to the dark side, and he didn't do anything about it. Well, see, so here's the thing, though: is that the light and the dark. I mean, they pretty much have to exist together. It, it has to be a thing. So I don't think he. I think he understood that Kylo Ren is like fallen, and he failed, and they, that's why he goes into isolation. But I don't think he understands the extent of which. <laughs> also, so Kylo Ren kind of going a little insane from this whole balancing of light and dark and wanting to push yeah. the dark out but being the light. Yeah. Um, it just made me realize, is is he the one who will bring balance to the Force? Yes, that is my... like. That, that's how I think it's going to end. I feel like... That he will fulfill the prophecy? Not I necessarily do. just Kylo Ren, but Kylo Ren and Rey oh. together will have to... So like, will she get a little darker and, to... Because he's kind of got both in him. Would she end up having both in her to kind of it's balance been, it out? It's, yeah. so, it's so hard, and this prophecy really muddles everything. Like, because in a way, both... Um, in a way, Anakin Skywalker did exactly what the prophecy said he would. Yeah. He, turned, he had to turn to the dark side to understand both sides of the Force. So at the mm-hmm. end, when he redeems himself to the light, he brings balance to the Force. Of course, then something... Now that what they never say in the prophecy, and this is a really important detail you got to think about, they never say the force will be balanced forever. They say that he will bring balance to the force, and for a while there was balance in the force. They got the mistranslation for now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not <laughs> even a mystery. It's literally that he they never say some smudged words there yeah. that they didn't. Say. They just say bring balance to the force, and that's it. And that's exactly what Anakin Skywalker does. And hell, that's what. In the extended universe, that's what Luke does. Mm-hmm. Because in the extended universe, the non-canon version now, Luke turns to the dark side right. and then turns back to the light and balances out the Force again. The problem is the Force is 
feels like a thing that always is going to need rebalancing. Yeah, like because of the nature of <clears throat> because it of the na- us, it binds us. Because of the nature of the dark side, mm-hmm. and because of the nature of the light side, there it's going to have to be balanced because people on the light side of the on the dark side of the force are always going to be craving more and more and more and more. So then there's always going to be up to the sides to find a compromise. There's never going to be I guess at the end of the day there's never going to be just one chosen one. There's going to be dozens and dozens of chosen ones. Um so kind of like Avatar. Or two, two chosen ones. Yeah, two exactly. Chosen ones. <laughs> wait, one other thing that just came to mind uh oh wait, Dan Ruth with your two chosen ones you threw me off. Now I forgot what I was going to say. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you were one of the chosen ones. Yeah. <laughs> now granted that I mean and that oh. Go. The so Snoke says that he detects he they sense an awakening. Huh, is the awakening Ray? I think so. Okay. See, in my mind, yeah, it's going to be so like too. a lot of with like a Buffy analogy, like activatings, like a bunch of like different people starting to put pick up on their Jedi ness. I see. Cause this is the thing, and I'm really happy, so happy with the movie. Um, I was concerned that they were like, so the like, Jedi is supposed to be like a special thing. Mm-hmm. I was really worried that there was going to be, like, two Jedi just immediately, just out of the blue. Yeah. That run into each other, like, boom, Finn and Rey, two Jedi. I don't think Finn has any kind of Force sensitivity at all. No. I'm, I think I'm he's just good. a really skilled fighter. Again, <laughs> the, the trailers were all misdirection because they gave him the lightsaber. They never showed Rey with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Which is okay because his lightsaber fight was way cooler. <laughs> I, just, I also like how it kind of continued what the original trilogy did was it wasn't like you know the very skilled choreographed fights it was from the angry it was, it was brutal it was, yeah, it was brutal. so it was like dirty two guys bad. trying to kill each other it was more other. of like hacking Messy. at each other because they're yeah. not they don't they don't have that grace that the that the prequel trilogy had which was these were all like trained skilled Jedi and said they were you know these were people who were who didn't know what they were doing? They were hacking at each other, essentially. I mean, even in a New Hope, like yeah, the, like, an like, old man and a robot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. even the way they moved was still like much nicer than the way. Yeah, it's they, more yeah. graceful. Exactly. Well, is and, I, I, and is the word I was using. And so. it all comes back to for me, Revenge of the Sith. There is a scene in Revenge of the Sith where, uh, well, first off, there's two scenes in Revenge of the Sith that are bullshit with lightsaber fights. First one is General Grievous doing the spinny whirly blades of death. But that he's not a Jedi, so he can be forgiven for that. Yeah. Then there is a scene during the middle of that fucking unnecessary 15 minutes of lightsaber bullshit. Are you kidding me? That, that, what? Oh, I love it. Anyway. That fight was 15 minutes long. It right. could have been resolved in a minute. It would have been so much better if they like had like very slowly hacked each other, like, you know, like burned and like actually made it matter at the end. Um, but... Yeah, because like you're while well, you're right, the actual fighting was really cool. There is a minute in that fight; they're literally both just spinning their lightsabers at nothing. Yeah, they're not yeah. even hitting each other. They're like just standing there going, <laughs> and it's not accomplishing like the, uh, anything. Like, like uh, the guy in Indiana Jones, that yeah. He just shoots. However, yeah. I think that that kind of serves a purpose in that it's kind of it's again it's connecting the fact that all of the Jedi are essentially dead at this point. There are none left. These are like the only two Jedi that they think are left. In this entire galaxy. Hell, Anakin probably didn't even know until that point that Obi-Wan was alive. He was supposed to be dead. But here's the thing. Commander Cody. And this, this is really, yeah. at the at the end of the day, this is why that lightsaber fight doesn't matter. Because we already know yeah. what happens. Yeah. We already... Like, what I'm saying is, 15, well, a 15-minute 15, a 15 saber fight between two dudes 
that we have no idea what, what the outcome is. Like, there's no like you know, like say for some reason they had Grievous fight um, the one Twi'lek chick, uh, oh. the, the big lady, the you know, she gets gunned down. On, yeah, who gets gunned gun down somewhere? Yeah. But if we had her fight Grievous. For 15 minutes, that would have been insane. I mean, technically, have- we knew how all the lightsaber fights in the in the prequel trilogy were going to go because we knew that Obi Wan had to survive Darth yeah. Maul. We knew that Anakin and Obi Wan had to survive Dooku, and we knew that Obi Wan had to beat to a point yeah. Anakin. So uh, that's what I'm saying. So at, at the end of the day, because of the existence of the original trilogy, all of the lightsaber fights lost their weight, like seriously and then except for the one where uh, Qui-Gon Jinn dies except for the one where yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn dies well I mean but that was the only weight was for Qui-Gon once Qui-Gon lost we knew that Obi-Wan had to win yeah right. yeah. so at the end of the day it's like while they were all spectacular like showpieces of incredible I mean they those dudes all of the act, I mean, uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christian learned that entire choreographed fight that's amazing yeah but, but I- at the end of the day it doesn't mean no, I th- anything. I think it does because it, it shows the true like it shows that Anakin has essentially has gone fully to the dark side because Obi-Wan was his was his father like figure like he he it was someone he respected for a long time and is now like out to kill him. Your only Wait, point Tom is that it could have been shorter. Yeah, I was saying you're right. You're happen. right. It needed to happen. It was necessary. Right. They could have done so much more and this is what the Force Awakens proves to me as a viewer you can give me emotional weight you can give me intense action in a 15 second lightsaber fight yep that is i mean think about it because like the one of the most memorable fights in the entire movie was never even about the lightsabers between vader and obi-wan on in a new hope it was never about the lightsabers they were talking to each other it was and that was like a 10 seconds worth of talk 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 vroom well, yeah, and it had Obi-Wan, that. I, saying, I think Obi-Wan understood that this needed to happen for balance to come to the Force. I think it was all about, you know, so that... At the end of the day, Obi-Wan somehow managed to be wiser than every other character put in the entire trilogy. Also, Darth Vader um, talked a lot in his in the original trilogy movies. He Like, during his fights. Like, he didn't really do that so much in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of talking, even in the new movie. Yeah. It, Darth Vader really loved to converse. He was lonely. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. He was lonely. Because the person that he had... The he only had person he done ever... done this for was gone. <laughs> the only person he ever Died in... Died in childbirth. Died of, yeah. died of a broken heart. Died of a broken heart. <laughs> Get it right. But seriously, like, the only people he talked to is generals he's, cho- generals he's choking out and the guy who tells him what to do. Yeah. So he was a lonely guy because you know he was he was manipulated. He was alone. All he had was his master to kind of little, talk to him. What I find is his really meditation he was, bubble. He was lonely. What I find really interesting too is that him being as force sensitive as he was, he couldn't detect that Pat. He knew Padme was pregnant. 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 He knew that Padme was pregnant, but he wasn't force sensitive enough to tell that it was twins. He knew yeah. that his son. This is what you got to think about. This. He knew that his son existed because Palpatine says to him, "The son of Anakin Skywalker is among them," or like whatever he said. He met. He says, "Anakin Skywalker's son." Right. He goes into the fight with Luke on Cloud City, knowing who Luke is. Right. You know what I mean? Like he know he clearly knows that he has a son, yep. but he just doesn't give a fuck about. He's like, until his son comes to try and fight him, he doesn't matter. 
I assume that yeah. Palpatine never told him until post Death Star One. Yeah. Oh, so like at the Empire Strikes Back, he's like, "Listen, you got a son." Yeah. Yeah, like, but I know like, that, I want to hear that conversation because, like, you told me my wife died. You knew she died. Why didn't you know that the kids were born? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it goes back to um, the very end of Episode Three when. Um, you know, when he's like the up there after he has the suit on. No! Um, yeah, and Palpatine comes up to him and he, you know, he's. Vader asks about Padme and, you know, and he and he's like, oh, she died. And he's like, no! Yeah, that's when it goes to the no. And so I think that, you know, Palpatine did not see any reason for Vader to know that he had children at all. Well, actually, I guess Palpatine probably didn't necessarily yeah. know either. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, you know, uh, uh, I don't think Palpatine knew that Padme was pregnant with more than one kid because he was never in a room alone with with Padme. I mean, aside from that large Senate meeting where, and this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Which... Favorite line in that entire, Sandra, which is hilarious. The elected queen. I say which is hilarious yeah. because I'm pretty sure CinemaSins gave that line like 30 cents by itself. Oh, see, I love that line. Okay, but here's here's what we have to talk about. As you, as a person, is that you, Megan, are the person I know that likes the prequel trilogy the most. Yeah, I'm weird. you need to you you need I'm to a strange. Person. You can't exist in a vacuum. You have to understand that other people didn't like it. And yeah. we're on here for another episode of Couples Therapy. No, this isn't Couples <laughs> Therapy because there are oh. plenty of parts about the there are plenty of parts about the prequel trilogy that I love. Like, think about this: the prequel trilogy is the reason why Duel of the Fates exists. And Duel of the Fates is one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces ever written. It's one of the greatest scores of anything. Yeah, ever, forever. It's beautiful. It's such a good song. And yeah, so like that's an amazing and that whole lightsaber fight was incredible. Especially because back then that we'd never seen like a big ass lightsaber fight like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had an idea for a question. Yeah. Um, maybe possibly I don't know. Are we wrapping up soon? Yeah, we will be. But what's up? I don't know. It could be a good ending question. I want because I did not see the Force Awakens as a name coming. Didn't really make sense to me oh. until I saw the film. I would like to get your thoughts on what Episode Eight might be titled. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. This is. Let's see. Ah. So okay, we have we have. Let's just go through real quick. The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, so the, the sec- Force Awakens. The second one seems to always be about some kind of assault, attack, yeah. strike, electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's got to be electric boogaloo. <laughs> this, time, this time it's personal. Yeah, um, Revengeance. Oh, no. What a awesome. That's Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance. I hate that title so much. Because Revengeance isn't even a real word. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got, I'm sure, it's either, so the question is becomes, is it the Resistance that's going to be doing the striking, or is it going to be the First, first order, order that's going to be yeah. doing the striking? I think it would be the First Order, because it seems like, um, like, Attack of the Clones is the... Are the bad guys like they're sending in their clones mm-hmm. but to attack? See, that's uh, that's like, tough attack because they're the clones. good guys right now at the time right. of attack of the clones. But so if we can, um, well. and don't forget the likes of the Ren too. If they end up becoming Ooh. like an important thing, like right, it could be like it could and have something the, with knights like the and, Empire yeah. strikes back. So it seems to be like the whatever the anta- whoever the antagonist is, like the primary antagonist of the series is. I think that that's what that's who's doing the. The um, like attacking or striking. Star Wars Episode Eight: 
Rise of the First Order. Um, no, it doesn't have. It's not like attacking. Yeah, it or doesn't strike. go with the theme of. Well, then again, I mean, Force Awakens. We had Phantom Menace, New Hope, Force Awakens. Uh, the Phantom Menace. No, the mm. Phantom. I didn't even know what they were referring to. Who the Phantom Menace was until sure. I was like, oh yeah, nobody knew about Darth Maul. I guess so. Yeah, he was a Phantom Menace. Right. It's a, honestly out of all the Star Wars. It's in the New Hope. Wasn't that a title they gave it like retroactive? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was the title. Of the game well, because later. yeah, once they started titling them, and they were like, "Oh, we should," yeah, we're co- we called this one episode five. We should go back and call this. Interestingly one enough, four. before hmm, a New Hope. That sounds good. That, we'll go with that one. I, it wasn't before, in the title crawl. It wasn't in the no, original. huh? No. Nope. Before, but here's the interesting thing: before a New Hope was even finished wrapping, George, I mean George Lucas wrote the entire arc. Right. It was already written. It was already written. After that point, we're like, okay, we can only make it up to this point, so we're going to have to split it into three movies. And so he already knew it was going to be three when it was done. I thought he knew it was going to be. He's, I thought he originally knew it was going to be nine. No, uh, he definitely. He might have known six, but he definitely didn't know nine because they didn't even start working on episode seven until okay. Disney bought them. Well, no, because he he had said he had come up with the idea for a nine film arc. He just didn't know if it would ever get made. Well, definitely. Even if he did, it's not the it's not the three movies we're going to see. No, no, it's absolutely not. No. But anyway, so the, I, other, the other three are the Hand of Thrawn trilogy. Okay, so I, don't I actually know if that's true. I googled awesome. who is the that Phantom Menace, and one of the most prevailing theories that I've seen, one that I see, is, is that Anakin Skywalker. No, not Anakin Skywalker. Palpatine. Yeah, he is. Sense. He is like hiding in the shadows. He is that Darth Sidious that that the Jedi are trying to find and kill. And they don't even know. And they don't know who he is. Because Mace Windu's like, did we kill the master or or the the apprentice? apprentice. Which is a really dumb question because if you kill them that easily, it was clearly the apprentice. (laughs) Or just you don't have much to worry about with the uh, with the apprentice if it was the master. Right. Um, So yeah, I just want you to dwell on that about what episode eight might be titled. Somebody attacks. (laughs) The first order destroys. Something does a thing. Resistance assault. Honestly, there's no. I mean, if I don't think I actually don't think that it will keep to that. To that, no. because no, because looking at where looking at where the Force Awakens set us up at, mm-hmm. we're looking at a, essentially a movie about the Jedi. The striking would be in, a, in nine. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think the final it's going to be like it's going to be like a final assault in nine. Yeah. Eight is going to be a lot. I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of Jedi stuff. We're going to yeah. be talking about Jedi. We're going to go well, through the process of how you become a Jedi. With the background of everything else that's going to be going on. Speaking of swamps, all the works. Speaking of of episode eight, um, they've already cast uh, well Mark Hamill, Oscar Isaac, Gwendolyn Christie, John Boyega have all like announced that they are returning for episode eight, which is good. Um, Carrie Fisher and Daisy Ridley are also returning. Benicio del Toro, surprise, collector. He was cast in September to be in episode eight. So the, who is he playing? Just, I don't think I don't know. They, they know haven't yet? announced who he's playing. They just know that nothing about Harrison Ford yet. Nothing about Harrison Ford. Admiral Phasma, um, he's the dad. Brian Johnson is um, directing episode eight. Let's see. He, um, he. Oh, he directed a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, including my yeah, favorite episode, Ozymandias. Um, mm. He, uh, he's actually writing the treatment for episode nine. Of Star Wars, um, so, so Kylo sorry. Ren's like a title, right? I mean, yeah. Ren, well, it's yeah. like a Ren, Ren, the Ren, Ren part is Ren's a title. title. Ren, yeah. Do you think Phasma is her real name? Might be. 
I don't know. Maybe. I, th- I don't think it'll matter, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm interested. See, what movies has Ryan Johnson directed? He directed the movie Brick. I'm not sure if any of you have heard of that. I yeah, no. Not. Nope. Looper. Oh, he directed Looper. Ah, I heard that was good. I still <laughs> yeah. have not seen it. Interesting. Uh, I didn't like it, but that was because I had a spoil for me. Ah. Uh, which, which. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, uh, yeah. And then um, Colin Trevorrow is directing episode nine. I don't know who that one is. Uh, he directed Safety Not Guaranteed and this little indie film that God came out it. this year, Jurassic World. I'm not God. sure if you've heard of that. She, and every uh, time... He's also known for... Was it, is it, did he do Monsters? Yes. No? Uh, yeah, no, no. no the guy who, no, who's Godzilla. directing Rogue One is the one who did Monsters. Yes, yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Every yeah. time... Every time she talks about a big budget movie, it's she's got to sarcastically call film. it a small little indie movie. I want to just smack your head in the desk. <laughs> Stop it. All right. I think it's funny. I think we're... we're, we're we're done. This is it. We're over. Forget it. Wait, like you guys as a couple or this podcast? This podcast. No, whoa. Podcast. We can't do that. The podcast is over. <laughs> We're breaking up over was, Star Wars. It was, a little, it was a little ambiguous. I'm just saying. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our uh, spectacular Star Wars uh, special, our Star Wars holiday special. I hope you guys had uh, a merry holiday, whichever one you celebrate. Um, and we look forward to seeing you again in the new year. Uh, Robert, you're going to... As always, lead us out with our social media. You can find us at comicgeek.tv. If you go on iTunes, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast. Rate us five stars, and we'd like to some feedback on what you want to see more of. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, we can be found at Comic Geek TV uh, with the latest updates of our articles, podcasts, uh, and what's going on around us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at RC Byler. Travis? You can find me at www.livewirelancaster.com. And Ruth? Uh, you can find me at rutheday.com and on Twitter at rutheday. And I am on Twitter at TVOJR. I am on the Comic Geek Meg. She is on the Comic Geek Roundtable. Hey, we got yeah. it. All right. Well, again, so thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun to do. Uh, I desperately, desperately, desperately wanted to do this. So I'm glad it all kind of worked together. Um, because, I mean, that movie, when you think about it, is. It was more than a just movie. It was like our our big cultural event for our generation, essentially. It was like Star Wars happened. It was huge back then. Prequels happened. They were huge-ish, you know. Well, it introduced a whole new a whole new generation of Star Wars viewers. But then this, yeah, I mean, this was the big, this was the big one. You know what I mean? It was better, like I said, it was better than the prequels in Episode Four put together. Um, so thank you again for joining us, um, and. You know, we should really take into mind what happened with Kylo Ren, and uh, you should probably be sure to uh, call your mom. <laughs> Boom. I fit it in there somehow, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>